0: and you can see my microphone working, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, we're good.
1: I know. At least our microphone issue was just for that quick episode. Yes. For well, the and it song. wound up
0: just being it wound up just being um a wire, which is a lot cheaper than buying a brand new microphone. Oh yeah. Especially because not that we have these like super high-end ones, but they're not cheap either. So <laughs> Oh yeah but anyways yeah so oh I wanted to ask you this off mic but I'll just ask you now um Mm -hmm. did you end up ordering those leggings
1: no oh you didn't order them yet because I was going to ask you how you like them I know I I need to get them I just they're like sitting in my cart in my cart Uh (laughs) just waiting
0: yeah, there's these you guys, listen, I mean I'm sure this is true for a lot of you, but we've pretty much been living in leggings and sweatpants for the better part of a year now. Yeah. And I, I
1: can't if if I go out, I'll put on jeans. Yeah. Or normal pants. And then the second I get home, I'm like, All right, time to get these off of my body. I, yes. I need my cozy pants I immediately.
0: Hate wearing pants now, like real pants. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the Not, worst. I mean, I've always loved leggings and sweatpants, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I've ever lived in them as much as I have since yeah. last March. I've, I've become conditioned to them now. Yes. And so yeah. when I have to put on like real jeans, even if they have stretch in them or anything like that, I'm like counting down until I can come home and take them off. Mm-hmm. And um like, yeah. But also, I feel like I've just gotten way too comfortable with just being at home all the time, too, (laughs) when I'm, like, I need to probably get out and go do stuff. Like, obviously, safely, you know. Like, I mean, like, getting fresh air and, like, going for a real walk or, like, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing because, yeah, I've just gotten way too comfortable at home. Like, even today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a full face of makeup on. I'm not going anywhere. I'm literally just recording with Ashley who could not care any less what I look like. And I'm wearing our podcast sweatshirt and leggings and slippers, but I've got red lipstick on.
1: (laughs) There's something about putting on lipstick that just changes your entire outlook on life. It's so true. I'm telling you, like, if I – especially red lipstick in particular. If I put on red lipstick, I feel like I'm instantly transformed into a very classy version of myself. Yes. And I'm immediately – very sophisticated and Uh i can go to a really fancy bar or like go (laughs) yes it like i'm ready for a gala (laughs) for real like i i
0: know because there's i've put on makeup like i pretty much every day i'll put on at least like mascara
1: just because my yeah, work helps me with with that, I I get ready every mm-hmm. day. I and I may not do like a full face of makeup or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I get up, I shower, I get ready, I put on, you know, something at least presentable on the top half of my body, <laughs> because just in case I have a meeting or stuff stuff could pop up and. I don't ever know if somebody's going to have to see my face. So, that is for me personally, that really helps me to get into my work mode too. Cause yeah. even before the pandemic, I was working from home
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that motivation, I was like, okay, how do I get myself into the work mindset? And for me, it's getting ready having my cup of coffee and then I'm like okay here's my work desk and I sit down and I'm ready for work and then I can be productive yes
0: yeah so I was like I'll usually put on mascara just because my eyelashes are so light that Mm. you cannot like you can't see them if I'm not wearing mascara so I'll usually just throw on some mascara that way if I have to run out to like the grocery store or something I at least in my opinion look somewhat presentable sure um but today I was like, no, I'm going to do my makeup. And then I finished and then I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to put lipstick on. You, had, you hadn't you had texted me yet that you were done with your meeting. So I was like, I've got time. <laughs> so I put it on and then I was like, but I'm in a hoodie and leggings. And I was like, who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I do what I want. I feel good in my red lipstick. Exactly. So anyways. Yep. Um, so before we get started, I just want to say a huge host, Gerdinand, to – All of our new listeners, because as most of you, if not all of you already know, on Monday, we dropped a surprise episode Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, because Constance and Marie had found the song. And so we made a whole uh, production out of it so that you guys could hear it. And we gained like almost 500 new followers on Twitter and like 400 on Instagram or something. Guys... That day
1: was absolutely bananas.
0: That was the crazy. Okay, listen. We were (laughs) fully, were like, listen, the fandom's going to go nuts. People are going to be like so excited that the song is here. Yeah. And we expected it to like be like get a lot of attention. We expected that people were going to be like replying and retweeting and sharing. Uh Uh-huh. But first of all, this is the first time this has ever happened. We got put in Twitter jail for a hot minute. We could not like any yeah. more tweets. Like, we were not allowed to like them. Mm-hmm. And so then we were scared to, like, retweet and even, like, reply to certain tweets for a while. hmm Because the notifications just would not stop <laughs> coming. So I'm sitting here, like, how – because, listen, you guys, in the big scheme of things, we're not a big account. Like. hmm There are people with literally millions of followers. Yeah. And I'm sure the like, I know celebrities have a different way to manage their accounts because the notifications would literally crash their phones if they didn't. But I'm sitting here like, holy crap, how do people with, like, tens of thousands of followers deal with this kind of stuff? I
1: don't know. It was – because both of us were on there trying Mm -hmm. to – like like everybody's tweets and go through everything mm-hmm. and we both we just kept refreshing and refreshing. <laughs> I I told Kristen it felt like that cold open of the office where Dwight puts them all through a fire drill and everybody <laughs> just starts freaking out and then it's like every man for himself and people uh-huh. are screaming. <laughs> It was just absolute chaos. It was the best kind of chaos. It was. We both were just laughing. We we're like, I can't even. It
0: yes. It was. Oh my gosh. Like, and then the fact that <laughs> then the fandom started collectively being like, Oh, good, we have new code names for Karem and Hande. Oh my gosh. Because Amazing. as you know, it the song was used in a Hallmark movie a couple years ago, and the main characters' names in that movie are Grant and Brooke. Uh, Grant so then all Brooke. of a sudden, I kept seeing these tweets about Grant and Brooke, and I was like, <laughs> what are they talking about? And it took me a few, like, I had to dig into a few tweets to realize, oh my gosh, they started using the names from the Hallmark movie.
1: And Oh my gosh. Like, oh. I, I know that the fandom, I think DZ fandom in general, can be a little insane. Oh, 100%. We are crazy. In good and bad ways, but I feel like we really saw the good way of it on
0: Monday. (laughs) Monday. We (laughs) totally did. Seriously. And then what was even crazier was then that night – because we released it in the afternoon. Uh So then that night – when that Turkish evening, Twitter
1: started waking when up. When Turkish <laughs>
0: Twitter was waking up in the morning, it was like a whole fresh round of it and it blew my mind that there were so many of them just as obsessed with the song.
1: Wow. As
0: we were because you know, I would say most of my timeline is international fans. Uh-huh. And um, but we started getting these follows and tweets from these Turkish accounts. So funny. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're like just as excited." There was like maybe one that thought we were out of our minds and sick in the head for buying the license for everybody to listen to it. I mean, it's bound
1: to happen. Somebody but, out there is going gonna- <laughs> <It's- laughs> to.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they were like, these international fans, like, I'm scared of them. <laughs> <laughs> you should be.
1: You should be so scared of us.
0: Yes. <laughs> But the (laughs) overall general consensus was excitement and Mm, like it was just one of my favorite days in DZ land. It was just amazing because I was just like the fact that we all got so obsessed over this song that was not even used for the show. It wasn't like it was literally (laughs) used for a behind the scenes of a magazine shoot, a really great magazine shoot. Don't get me wrong. Of course and i think what made it even more delicious to borrow andy bernard's words what made it such a delicious moment was the fact that hakan the videographer literally said like oh you'll never find this song <laughs> <laughs> and listen i don't ever if i tag like any cast crew members anything like that it's usually because i'm singing
1: their praises i don't tag them in Oh yeah, I think our regular listeners know how we feel about tagging tagging people in things that are not nice. Yes, exactly.
0: And but I for sure went and commented (laughs) on his post and I was like, Don't worry, Hakanbe, we found the song. (laughs) And I tagged him in our Instagram post too when I made it. Like, um, I don't know if he saw it, but I was – because I wasn't mean. I wasn't, like, rude to him or anything like that. But I was just like, oh, I want him to know. We for sure found it. So so funny. And then, oh, my gosh, right before I came on here, I was on Instagram because I always – I usually post right when we're about to record, like, hey, look what day it is. Look what time it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you saw this, but our – Dear wonderful friend Hannah went DZ viral, and DZ Law actually posted a picture of her tweet on their Instagram her traumatic volume syndrome tweet.
1: Oh my gosh, genius!
0: Yes, our resident mental health expert, Hannah, uh, she's Hannah Harts, Hannah Harts DZs on Twitter. Her handle mm-hmm. is Hannah Harts D I 1. Uh, you guys should follow her, she's awesome. But she tweeted a, um, like, official diagnosis <laughs> for something we like to call traumatic volume syndrome, a condition suffered by DZ watchers in which, despite happy fragments, the person is plagued by persistent and obsessive thoughts that the volume itself will not be happy at all. <laughs> and, yeah. And if there's never been a more relatable, um, like, tweet diagnosis, um, like... I, it, So many people were like, oh my gosh, this is me. She even went on further and wrote, characterized by a sense of doom, alternating with periods of intense hope, at least weekly. In extreme cases, causes the viewer to lose sleep due to obsessive thoughts about the volume and engage in impulsive behaviors such as snarky tweets and excessive purchasing of Ferrero Rocher's.
1: (laughs) I mean, she's not wrong.
0: No, she's not. Oh my gosh. Uh. But I just thought that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell Ashley that when we when we start recording, because I was like, that's so cool. I was like, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> so like So funny. Like when what's his name? Uh when Buddy's like, Santa, I know him. Uh uh-huh. I, I felt like that meme. Um <laughs> so funny. Anyways, but and okay, I'll just throw this out there too. I did tweet this, but I just was like flo- floored, amazed, I don't know. I did the math for literally no reason, but I did the math and we have spent 3,544 minutes podcasting about this show. And that's not to count the things we edit out. That's not to count the editing time, tweeting, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. Just the literal episodes of the podcast that we put out, we have... Right put out 3,544 minutes and counting once this one releases because that was as of that was as of episode uh, 26 but yeah I just can't thank you all enough for listening to us for that long that's mm-hmm. almost 60 straight hours like almost 60 straight hours of us flapping our jaws of our dogs barking of our uncontrollable giggling and fangirling. I just, yeah, I don't know if this gets old to you guys. I don't know if us saying this gets annoying, but I just feel like we can't express enough how grateful we are for all of you and for this podcast and the show and all of Definitely. that. So Definitely. I just feel like we can't say it enough. So I'm just going to keep saying it when my heart is just <laughs> bursting with confetti. So <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's pretty much everything. I don't think there is um, anything else specific I needed to cover. So I think we can kind of dive into the episode and okay, uh,
1: pick up where we left off last week. Yeah, so it's plain proposal. Plain proposal time. So we start back with... Um, Eda surprising Serkan on the plane. Mm -hmm. After two seconds, he's asking about his water, which is very Serkan of him. Um, And then she kind of chuckles because she's standing right there. And she comes out, sits down, tells him, I left all my fears and came. Serkan, will you marry me? And poor boy is in shock. (laughs) He is so confused. He thinks... He thinks that he's dreaming. He's like, I'm dreaming, right? This we all real. We
0: all were Serkan in that scene. Mm-hmm.
1: He's like, I mean, we were broken up. <laughs> and yeah, same, Serkan. So she's like, um, that's not an answer. And, and <laughs> it's not a dream. It's very real. And I'm here. Uh-huh. I have no intention of leaving you. <sighs> so thank you for that, Edda, Eda Jim. Uh, And then he, of course, says, of course, I'll marry you. Says, it's the thing I want the most. And look, okay, no judgments here. But if I had that man staring into my eyes, Uh, holding my face, I don't think I would be like, hey, the rings (laughs) – I I think I would be a little more invested uh-huh. in his face being that close oh, to my, my face. Gosh, yes,
0: <laughs> we'll get to the rings
1: eventually. They're going to stay on
0: for the rest of our lives. So exactly.
1: Yeah. But apparently, Anna is so preoccupied with wanting to get the rings on that she's she kind of gestures, and they end up putting on the rings, and then we get a kiss, which is the first of I think three four on-screen kisses during this episode. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, yeah. holy crap, that's gotta be a record for this show, at least. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's, it is. So they, these new writers are definitely saying, our to coup. yeah, <laughs> Yeah. But, anyway, so they're engaged. Um, we make a quick switch over to Grandma because she obviously knows that she's still gotta worry about Edda. And she's saying that she thinks she's one step ahead of her,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: she d- is hoping that Ada doesn't do what she thinks she's gonna do. Right.
0: Well, and yeah, which you know, I get for Grandma's sake in her villainry, but mm-hmm. um. So then we are back onto the plane,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we have these like inaudible whispers and mm-hmm. mentions of. You know, um, barely leaving the hotel
1: room, staying in Paris for a few months. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Well, she does tell him. She finally tells him about grandma's schemes and that that's why she broke up with him. Yes. So that was good. Yes. I was like, okay, thank you for getting that out.
0: I know. Well, and then even him, I loved how he's like, oh, well, her face then if she could just see us now, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Like he's not worried about it. His biggest and main concern has always been since Grandma entered the picture is as long as we're together, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and he's maintaining that. So, you know, they make their plans for what they're going to do in Paris, and I can only imagine the scandalous things he
1: was whispering in his ear, uh, Those or, or in her in her ear. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Rude, rude that we couldn't hear that, but uh, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. There's a few people that have captioned those scenes on Twitter. Oh, I'm sure they have. If you you want some ideas of what was being said, just scroll Twitter, guys. Um, So, you know, they're just having this very sweet, intense moment. And I love it because he's like, first thing I want to do is climb on the Eiffel Tower and shout our love. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I can do the same thing. And then he says, and then I'm going to make you the most romantic proposal in the world. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? I already proposed to you. And he's like, I know, but what am I going to tell our kids when they ask me, like, dad, how did you propose to mom? And she's like, you tell them I proposed to you. <laughs> and he's like, listen, it was a beautiful proposal. I loved it. Because, you know, of course, she's like, oh, so women can't do that. And he's like, no, of course women can do that. Um, But, you know, he's like, I want – he basically – he wants a story to be able to tell their kids too. Like, she's yes. going to have a story to tell their kids and he also wants a story to tell their kids. Mm-hmm. So I love it. And – Um, they, the phone rings, of course, Mm -hmm. and it is, um, Ingen, and initially, he's ignoring it, but then he's calling, and so, yeah, uh, it is like, just answer it. Mm -hmm. It's a weird hour, so he must be calling for something important. Right. And, of course, that's when we find out that something's happened to Pearl. He's freaking out. So, as we all could have predicted, the Paris trip doesn't actually happen. Like Yeah. I never thought it was actually going – well, that's not true. I did think it was going to happen for a hot minute because I was like, maybe they'll just fly to Paris really quickly. They'll have – I wanted them to like elope and do all this and then come Mm -hmm. back. Um, That's not what happened. But – so they wind up getting – deplaning and going to art life.
1: Mm -hmm. So everybody's there and Angin is freaking out because he doesn't know where Pearl is. He thinks she's been kidnapped. There's no security footage. But as he's freaking out and he's, like, ready to leave to go search for her himself, Mm -hmm. she shows up. So she kind of explains that her dad used to be a dark, quote, dark man. And that he was in jail for a time. Mm -hmm. And um, that he doesn't approve of Engin, but she was, like... Too bad, I'm marrying him anyway. (laughs) Yeah, and I did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So because of this, he wants to talk to Angin so he can kind of have his final approval on him. So uh,
0: I kind of was like, all right. Because if there's one thing I've noticed with – I mean, Aisha did this too, but if there's one thing I've noticed with this writer, it's that – these writers – sorry, these writers. um, It's that they – do drop these, like, foreshadowing things mm-hmm. from things that the characters say and do. Um, yeah. So this, I was kind of like, okay, is this, like, painting us a picture of what it's going to be like for Edda and Serkon? Like, they have a parent who's against this, which, you know, in this case, Pearl's dad is most comparable to Baba Ane. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, You know, but look how everything worked out fine for us. We're married. We're this. Like, because I... I stood up and I did what I wanted, like what I knew what was best for me. Hmm. So I was kind of like, okay, is this like a parallel foreshadowing for Eden and Serkan? Like, listen, as long as you guys stick with this, as long as you stick together, it's going to be fine. And even the way they were kind of exchanging looks as she was telling the story, I sort mm-hmm. of felt like they were both realizing that too. Like, okay, we are doing the right thing because Ingen and Pearl are together and married, despite the fact that her dad maybe doesn't love the idea of it right now. That doesn't change the fact that they're married and together. Hmm. Um, So I was kind of like – I felt like that was serving as further confirmation for Edda at least. Like, okay, I did the right thing by going to him. I did the right thing by letting go of my fears and just like telling him everything and now we're a united front.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would be – happy with that if that was that type of foreshadowing mm-hmm. your your thought on foreshadowing was very different than mine my <laughs> foreshadowing that i've noticed with these writers is that it's all very in, in the immediate sense mm-hmm. with the current uh bloom. because like for example last one we had foreshadowing about the proposal mm-hmm. and this one we have huge huge big flashing red lights about foreshadowing with the kidnapping yes so that's more the track that i saw with foreshadowing so i like yours a lot better <laughs>
0: well when we i and i know which scene you're specifically referring to about the foreshadowing for the kidnapping well even and i totally agree with that they but even
1: continue to use the word
0: kidnap, kidnap throughout yes. the entire
1: episode well so, yeah because
0: even with Peril, she wasn't Quote, technically kidnapped. Right. She, she did somewhat. I mean, she went willingly. I mean, yeah, they yeah. kind of surrounded her, but it's her dad's people. Like, she was like, fine, let's go. But yeah, they still referred to
1: it as a kidnapping. Well, and then Farit tells Juran he's going to kidnap her. Yes. So or you hear the word kidnap probably six times yeah. throughout the course of the episode. That's so and true. And then with the other big glaring clues. So it's just I'm like, all right, that I that's more what I was tracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: you're no, you're right. You're
1: right. You're totally right. That's why the fragment, the third fragment, makes me scared out of my mind. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. We'll
0: talk about all three of those (laughs) fragments at the end. Um so basically um they wind up Khan's like bursting at the seams, okay? Yeah.
2: He's like, should so, we tell
0: him? <laughs> yeah. So once everything's kind of settled, you know, on what's going to happen next regarding Pearl's dad, Serkan's looking at Eda like, okay, should we tell them? And she's like, is now really the time? Uh. Like <laughs> – and he basically is like, yes, tell them. And she's like, then you tell them. And he's like, Edda and I made a decision too. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, you did. And then, of course, they show their hands. And then it's like, we're getting married and everyone cheers and erupts yes. in excitement and all of that. So. Um, I do love that. And yes. so we, these next scenes flip-flop back and forth, but mm-hmm. we can just kind of condense them. So our next scene is at the uh, Yilda's household. i essentially hypnotizes Milo <laughs> into spilling yeah. the beans. She made her some halva mm-hmm. and has her eating it slowly and does her typical I-Fair, you know, hypnotic mm-hmm. thing. So she spills about. You know, Edda's not coming tonight. She's in Paris. She went on a plane to propose to my Anish day, yada, yada, yada. And then when she snaps out of it, of course, she's like, what is wrong with you, woman? Like, yeah. nobody trusts me anymore because you've given me a reputation with your nefarious ways of hypnotizing yeah. me. And, you know, um, so that's basically what happens. Ifair then calls Idon and is like, we have a major problem. Get over here. Mm-hmm. So while that's happening. Um, so. While that's
1: happening, no, you're fine. Um, my my dog is like moving around, so I'm a little distracted by her. (laughs) Um, So while that's happening, um, Ed Sarah tells Grandma what happened and that they're engaged. Of course, she is not happy with the situation, but this. Zuzu's had
0: a lot of opinions on the last few episodes lately. Meanwhile, Jack is just, like, curled up on my on
1: chair, my reading chair, and, like, looks bored out of his mind. I um, haven't figured out the best place for her. If she's in here with me, she'll bark. If she's out in the living room, she'll, she'll bark. bark. There's just no winning with this situation.
0: Well, if Jason oh, gets home grief. while we're in the middle of recording, y'all will hear Jack going crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways. Uh yeah, but they're deciding who to tell next, right?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. They kind of just have a quick. Edna thinks they should have waited, but Zircon's like, "I told you, I just want to shout my love for you for the, to the world, mm-hmm. and look how happy everybody was." So then they kind of decide, okay, the next, the next person we need to tell, the first person we need to tell, and they don't say who it is, but she calls grandma and yeah. they end up meeting with her.
0: Yes. So, of course, they share this happy news with her who, you know, she's not thrilled about. And even Zercon's uh-huh. like, "Listen, we didn't expect you to jump for joy, but you can at least politely congratulate us." Yeah, cuz she's like, "I was afraid you were going to do this." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, brother." So, you know, uh honestly, I I mean, I I feel like I've said this a million times. Her her villain line that she's walking is just so thin right? <laughs> that I'm like, you know, whatever. But at this point, like, I'm just going to set that aside and she is what she is. Um, You know, she basically is like, I told you not to do this. And I love it because Khan grabs her hand, grabs Edda's mm-hmm. hand to show that they are a united front. And mm-hmm. he's base. he essentially says, listen, Edda told me everything that you're responsible for. You are the reason I was arrested. All this stuff. You want to have me arrested again? Go for it. You want to take my whole company? It's yours. Basically, I have Edda and that's all that matters. Nothing's going to tear us apart.
1: Yep. And then during this whole conversation, he grabs her hand and they are a united front. And I was like, thank you. This Mm -hmm. is all that we need. This Mm -hmm. is all that we've been asking for. And I would – I, for one, would be totally fine if from here on out, the whole conflict was Edsere against Baba Ane. Yes. And against whatever nefarious schemes she has planned, all of that. I would be 100% into that because they can just be strong together and continue to have this united front and be determined with each other.
0: Right. Well, and there's so many routes you could take. I mean, you could take the whole – Baba Ane takes everything from them, mm-hmm. and they have to start fresh. Mm-hmm. And because number one, that's a good way to hit the reset button when you need it. Yep. Number two, I'm sorry, I don't shits creaking it like hilarious, uh, hilarious. That yeah. comedy writes itself. Uh-huh. Like, okay, Absolutely. um, so like I would totally be down for that. Yep. And you know, Khan's a smart businessman he built art life from the ground up without his dad's help so yep. he could do it again um and this time you know he and Edda could build a company together where they're equal shareholders you yep. know what i mean i don't or it be- could be
1: just a landscaping business that's all focused on
0: her yes uh, uh-huh. it's there's
1: so much that they could do with this yes so, so anyways i was like
0: well it if this is also foreshadowing, Khan saying take it all, I'm here for
1: that. Yes. I would totally be here for that. Um, well, and Ada even offers – she's like, if you don't stand between us, then we actually have a chance at being a family. Yes. So and she's not going to keep grandma out of her life. Mm-hmm. So grandma should be thankful just for that.
0: But what does grandma do? She literally Ugh. gets up and walks out of the room. And I'm sitting here like, okay, you make no sense because especially later at the um, – uh, cause Estime, if I'm saying that correctly, she's like, Ed is the light of my life, and blah blah blah.
1: And I'm like, No, she's not. Yeah, you like, don't act like it, lady.
0: No, because if right now, if truly your goal was to rebuild your relationship, you would take what she said and you would go with it right now. Like, yep. and I and I get that she has to, you know, we need roadblocks, we need villains, but we've still got Balja, we've still got the prince, like. Mm-hmm. We can actually give Grandma a redemption arc here, and still have totally, two totally could two other, um, you know, Edser uh, roadblocks, whatever you want to call them, to work against. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but I also love when she um, when she leaves. Does this happen right now? Yes, because then they're just – they desc- have a little conversation. Yes, they're deciding who to tell next. And Sarakon wants to tell Idon because he's like, she'll be jumping for joy. Like, let's get some motivation mm. first, basically, and then go tell your aunt. But yes. and is like, no, let's just go tell my aunt. I think we need to tell her first, blah, blah, blah. hmm and, um, and as they're – he winds up agreeing. But I love that he's like, she did that on purpose, didn't she? Because they look where Semiha was sitting. <laughs> the chair. The yeah. chair's like <laughs> – and I think what I love even more about that is that that was Karem's specific thing for Serkan. Like, yes. he made that part of his character because one of his teachers used to be very meticulous about that. And so I just, I think it's great that it's something we all started to notice even before it became a more obvious thing. Like, yeah. um, it was something we all noticed, like. Is that a Serkon thing or is that a Kareem thing? Because like how he is with those chairs, but it's but for a while during the show, it wasn't really acknowledged. It just happened. So right. you're like, is that just him because he can't handle not having chairs pushed in, and that's the mm-hmm. Kareem coming out, or is that actually supposed to be a Serkon thing? And then we learn it is a Serkon thing, but it's something Kareem infused into him. So, I,
1: anyways, love it, it. I love it. So, I done and I fair are just spitting insults at each other. I wrote Ayfair's, middle school bickering. Yeah. I fair. <laughs> says Bolat family, which is so cute. <laughs> I, I love how
0: I don't do is like, Oh, she speaks English. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was great. Uh, Melo is trying to calm everybody down. It's, it's pretty funny because Melo and Safi are just kind of like, you know, watching back and forth Their Their heads are getting whiplashes. these two right hurl insults at each other. Um, and, she basically <laughs> melo's trying to calm everybody down but she's like they've had it off a- anyway and then of course that sparks more freaking out because they're like what do you mean by had it off
0: yeah, so well, and i love that she actually says they probably went to the um to the uh, embassy and just got married and i yeah. was like See, even Melo wished the same thing that I did. Just like a quick, like let's just get this over
1: with and be married. Honestly, make it legal, guys. Uh huh. So, uh, Edser walks in at this point as Mm -hmm. Melo's trying to calm everybody down, and um, they end up telling (laughs) Ifair because Ifair's like, "See, look at them; they're broken up." And And I don's like, "Oh, do the do these people look broken up to you?" But, so funny. Yeah. So they explain, yes, they did break up, but it was all because, uh, you know, actually, do they say that it was grandma or do they just say we got back together? I think, honestly, they just say
0: we came to share good news with you, but it looks like somebody already has. Like, I don't think they really oh, acknowledge yeah. Edda, much of that.
1: It just says that and she stares at Melo. <laughs> yeah.
0: And of course, Melo's like, listen, she hypnotized me. I'm sorry, and you know, I Fair's like, mm-hmm. Shush, um, mm-hmm. or sus. But yeah. yeah. So they wind up telling everyone, I do want to say I love that because I think this happens before Ed Ser walks in. Um, is that when I was watching live, I was disappointed in Idon because I was like, mm. You freaking love Ida. Like, what is this? Well, with subs, it helps because yes. she makes it very clear. I would be over the moon if this were mm-hmm. any other time, but I'm very concerned where Semiha is yeah. involved because look what she's already done. So I was like, okay, her yeah. reservations at this point had only to do with Semiha and not yep. anything to do with, um, Ed's, Ed, Edda, you Herself. know, break, Yeah, without, yeah. you know, because even Edda's like, I think she's kind of mad at me right now because I've been breaking your heart. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we all were idon on
1: in that <laughs> sense, but for real. But yeah, no I I appreciated that too, and that makes a lot more sense for I done as a character after everything she and Ida have been through mm-hmm. so um I I didn't mind that. I fear yeah. still I don't understand her and she's getting on my nerves. But Listen, whatever. I know we've
0: probably been saying this for the last like three or four or five ten episodes I don't know, but nothing ab- I need them to recalibrate her. And I'm seemed, hoping this is the
1: beginning of her being recalibrated. And
0: say and by the end of the episode, I sort <laughs> of sorry, sorry guys, my kit. Um so by the end of the episode, I feel like we are getting a little smidgen hint of that just by the way she is acting at henna night and stuff. Yeah. But like
1: a sensible person yeah. who loves her niece.
0: Yeah. And trusts her adult niece's judgment. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, I need that recalibration to continue because she has become so unlikable. She has become so whiny. And I just really haven't been able to stand her for a little while now. And it's frustrating because it was like, you know what, I understand. I understood her hesitation and her like, oh, hell no, when she found out it was a contract engagement and that it was all for show. And All the stuff that, you know, Edda had been through just for the sake of a fake engagement. And like, you know, even though Edda agreed to it too, uh, you know, I could see her being like, no, stay away from that family. But then the second, the second that Edda in whatever episode it was, 13, was like, listen, we love each other. And yeah, this might have started out fake, but we fell in love as we got to know each other. Mm -hmm. And I need you to be supportive. All this crap needed to stop right then. Mm -hmm. And if that wasn't enough, the fact that – I will say this until I'm blue in the face – the fact that she and her mother are on the same side of this argument should be a huge, huge red flag to her. Like, I should not be in agreement with my mother about anything because my mother is an evil psychopath. Like,
1: so – Well, and I I think that Edda really – kind of capitalized on that Mm -hmm. in later on in the episode and I'm hoping that that was the final straw because to finally get that switch flipped Mm -hmm. in her mind Mm -hmm. because it's that whole thing to me is just, she, I, like, it's almost, I don't know if it's, if I would say it's out of character, but it's just so illogical. Mm-hmm. Her really bearing down on this anti Sercon situation. Yep. I understand her being upset that Ada was hurt and all this stuff, and she wants her to keep doing school, which is totally fine, very right. logical. I'm with her on that. Absolutely. But history is not in her favor as far as these things, as far as Sercon preventing this stuff no and the fact that yes she like i feel like she would notice that way yeah. quicker mm-hmm. than she has yeah and to realize that she is on the same side as her mother right and that that is a huge problem mm-hmm. and that she needs to deal with mm-hmm. so I'd, i'm hopeful that finally after this episode she's finally team sercon but who knows what the next episode will bring. I know. And who
0: would have thunk in the first, like, few episodes where we were like, Ifair is, like, not oh your typical gosh. DZ mom. Look at her letting her niece be independent, even though she crazily got engaged to this man she's known for a day. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, "Idon, Ugh, she hates Edda. She's a snob. She's this. And, like, Idon is, like, my, you know, h- all my hope and faith is in Idon. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um anymore. So anyhow. Um yeah. so the, the bickering continues. I said as usual, which we just elaborated on majorly, I is the poop in the punch bowl. That's what I called her. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> um, and I felt like it fit very well. So Edzer just kind of is like, all right, let this chaos continue. And Sarkon's like, let's go, and they sneak
1: out. Seriously, good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, go you guys run away from the madness (laughs)
0: amen well yeah so they're walking and props to Hyundai because if you watch closely enough you will notice she loses her footing like her heel catches on something on the asphalt and her ankle almost bends inwards but Mm -hmm. she corrects it and just stays in character that whole time
1: oh good for her
0: Uh uh-huh so anyways i was like
1: dang girl yeah so, so, Serkan takes Edda to a COVID times piano bar uh, <laughs> <laughs> because there's no one else there. And there's a guy playing piano. It's all smoky. And uh, there's – it's just the two of them. It's all candlelit and dark and romantic. And then the lights go out and – Sercon disappears, and then suddenly he's there at the piano playing. And yes. I during, during the live watch, I I Ashley have, Ashley I, was, the the bowl, I was
0: the poop in the punch bowl, you guys.
1: But both sides of my mind were warring with each other. Oh. My romantic side was like, "This is really cute," and then my logical side, that actually has knowledge of the piano because I play the piano, was like, "He's not playing that song." Which you know was interesting because I'm like Kareem does play the piano on set all the time. Here's the thing: he he very well may have played that piece and they recorded it and put it over. I'm not discounting that it's possible for Kareem himself to play that piece. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying in that scene, what his fingers were doing does not not match with what was playing. And I mean it. It could have been there the first little portion where they show him. I was like, okay, he might be playing that but i'm i'm assuming you know he's not looking down he's looking at her right unless he had it fully 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 memorized i was gonna say and i
0: think he only learned piano in quarantine like that was one of the so he might not even be that advanced where because here's the thing it sounds like one thing when he's first starting like you said so maybe he was actually playing that but Uh because what he winds up playing i'm like 97.6 percent sure Mm-hmm. this what he's winds up playing is the piano instrumental of hershey seni leguzel which is okay. the song that actually starts the song that actually starts playing and is being sung after that like um okay and so i think he's it's not from the beginning i want to say it's like the music starts partway through the song on the piano. So people were like, what's he playing? What's he playing? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's piano. It's piano instrumental of Hershey Sainte-Lé Gouzel. Okay. Um, It it sounds so similar. And I almost texted you yesterday to ask you, okay, start the song at this point and listen to him playing the piano because I feel like Mm -hmm. you'd be able to ID that far better than I could because I was... I feel like sometimes – I'm not musically inclined, so I feel like if I'm playing a song on Spotify and then I'm also listening to this piano version, I'm going to wind up just hearing like, oh, yeah, those sound the same. Like eventually okay. I'm just going to think to myself, those sound the same. Right. But I'm almost positive it's the chorus. Um. Hmm. Anyways, I, yeah. I, I've i just gotten so many messages of people asking that that I'm like, I'm going to wait oh, to the po- funny. podcast and address it because I'm I'm pretty sure it's just a piano instrumental of that song.
1: I'll have to listen to that and see if I can – Okay. if I can tell anything. Yeah. It's but on our yeah. playlist,
0: the actual song, and then yeah. see if you can tell that just because I'm curious now if I'm right.
1: But yeah, yeah, now I'm curious cuz I didn't recognize it um just out of just myself. But um, I
0: at one point, at one point it hits, I was like, I know this, I know this tune. Like mm. I know this tune and it was driving me bonkers. So,
1: okay. That's okay. what i concluded, but Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not doubting Kareem's piano skills. Okay? <laughs> so nobody come for me. I'm just Don't saying come for Ashley. that Don't his come fingers for were going to the low registers while the song was going to the high registers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dang it, logical brain, stop paying attention. <laughs> Love it. But anyway, it's very cute. He's playing for her and staring at her. Um, which also that takes some skill to not look at what you're playing and just be able to play perfectly for any, any, um, instrument. Mm-hmm. So props to people who can do that. Um, any, but then he, you know, she's, she comes up and she's sitting right in front of him
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she's like, did Serkan Bolat play the piano for me? It's just like a dream. And he says, "Sir Con Bolat would do anything for you. Oh.
0: I mean we I already knew this. We've of known course. this. We've known this since before he knew this. But
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh. But to have him say it. <laughs> yes. He's like ever since I met you, everything I knew as true turned out to be wrong. I've done everything I said I wouldn't. You've shown me different horizons. Mm. You've turned my life upside down. And for years I searched for the stars in the sky. But when you entered my life, I realized that star I was looking for was right before me.
0: And then and then the stars literally shone in her eyes as she's looking at him as he's mm-hmm. saying that. Like, okay, I took a there is a photo of her looking at him on the internet. It's like a it's a still from this scene. Uh-huh. But I think it's one of the HD photos that like they used for the episode summary. Okay. It is so perfectly taken because when you zoom in on her eyes, you see his face reflecting.
1: Dang.
0: In it. It's so good.
1: It's so good. Oh, my gosh. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. So he says, for all of my – wait. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, switching. <laughs> that was right. For all my life is the next thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all my life. Will you continue to make my head spin, throw my balance, and fall in love with me, Edda Yildiz? Will you marry me? Mm-hmm. I promise you until my last breath, I will always love you, and I will always make you happy. And then she replies, until my last breath, I promise you, I will always love you, and I Finally. will Finally! <laughs> I mean, it's still not quite enough for me personally i, I like agree a little bit
0: of graveling from edda <laughs> uh-huh i agree i agree now someone gosh i wish i had saved this thread because now i can't even remember who said it and i do like to give credit but um it might have it might have been the black deezy okay if it, if it wasn't i'm so sorry if i'm not rebecca you right rebecca yes okay. she's okay she's the same rebecca who in our instagram live I thought her um, screen name was Rough for
1: Life. Oh it my said, gosh, RGH. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I was like, oh, Rough for Life. And she was like cackling because she's like, oh my gosh, those are my initials, but now forever I'm going to be Rough for Life. Hilarious. So, anyhow, um, someone posted and basically said, you know, a lot of people give Ed a crap, but I am here to tell you that this woman shows so much more in her actions. Like, if you go back to, like, the early mm. episodes and just the sheer fact that she wanted to help his reputation after, you know, she kissed him like that and was like, oh, crap, like, I ruined this. And she went through everything that she did um, up until episode 11 for him, thinking that he's in love with this other person while she's falling in love with him. Was going to leave to let this person she's in love with be happy with the person mm-hmm. she thought he was in love with and didn't even take her side of the bargain where it was, you know, he was supposed to pay for her schooling. That was his – that was his equal thing in the contract. And But she was like, no, I just did this for SERCON. Like – and so there were all these examples of all these things that she's done mm. to show that she's more of an action person than a word person. Okay. And okay. And so I was like, you know – I can't – like, points were made, okay? Like – Yeah. I, and I've been ragging on Eda. We both have. Like, okay? Mm-hmm. So we've been
1: firmly in the camp of, like, I need you to say it. I need you to say it. Which well, I, and thank God here she says it. The proposal is another way of her showing it. Yes. Rather than speaking it to. Right. So I, yeah. I, I can track with that. Yeah. I can track with that. Maybe Edda's love language is uh, – what is it? Acts of – Acts of love, or acts yeah, of love like or, action, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay,
0: so I was like, all right, I'm gonna make sure I'll make this a point. I'll make a point of this um, mm-hmm. to share this because it is a good view of the other side, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll take that.
0: So yeah, I just wanted to present the other side of the Eda Yoldas love Serkan, yeah, con, um, yeah, uh, team, whatever
1: you want to call it, spectrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that I'll I'll take that I'm willing to I'm willing to consider that um and you know she did just we got an outright statement of love mm-hmm. and that she'll always love him and make him happy so that is great it's wonderful we're taking steps so yes <laughs> and honestly now it's like okay they're engaged so right. like i'm it it helps to to give the viewer a little security yeah <laughs> because of their their engagement now so uh we switch over to Grandma again and she's still just stating she's never gonna give up she's gonna be patient and she's talking to Simonman w- while she's doing this mm-hmm. and uh Seiman, I guess left the country because he got so upset about the, the <laughs> proposal okay. <laughs> First of all,
0: like okay, he also had business there I guess, so he had some stuff to take care of too. But I'm like and I I don't know if if there's a disconnect because because of the fact that he's dubbed and we don't actually really get to hear his voice and tone and inflection, okay. but he has been such a monotone character oh, from the second he entered mm-hmm. the show and and I don't know I don't know if he's not cuz I'm pretty sure he like got famous from Survivor. Mm. And I I don't know that maybe I don't know how much acting he's done in the past. Okay. So, I don't know if that's part of it. This is not me digging on on Merit. Right, this right.
1: This is uh, you you're, you're talking about the character specifically.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I don't I just was like I he he wasn't I don't think what these writers or production wanted him to be mm. like they don't have him really spend a whole lot of time with Edda.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: but yet he's like so upset and hurt by the fact that she's engaged. Um
1: and, and I mean, apparently so taken with her when they've had all of two conversations. Yeah. It's, it's just a little confusing and I do think you're onto something with the fact that he's dubbed feeling a little bit of a disconnect. With the character, yep, because Be- I, I
0: I feel like again, I'm not an industry professional because I know shows get dubbed for other countries. like Central mm-hmm. copama is dubbed in Spain, okay? Right. Or, or it's love in the air over there. but right, so, some for some reason, I picture the dub act dubbing actors are all in a studio together saying this stuff, so they have each other to like bounce right. off of, whereas he's the only dubbed character. So this whoever's dubbing him is not in the scene with them. Right, So he's not reacting off of Karem's body language or Edda's looks or right,
1: anything like that. Well, and he's this brand new character. So it's not like... And he's brand new. So, Because mm-hmm. so, I think what I'm thinking, what immediately comes to my mind is Sanem's inner voice. Mm-hmm. And Demet was the one doing all of that. But she also already knew who Sanem was. Mm-hmm. And she had an idea of what her inner voice was going to be as far as a character. Mm-hmm. So that felt like a character it felt different mm-hmm. and this you know we don't really know anything about prince Simon, and suddenly he's here and he's obsessed with Eda because she looks, she like, looks his like his dead, dead, dead wife.
0: wife
1: yeah it, yeah it, at this point in the
0: live watch again because you know you don't have all the context mm-hmm. i was like oh he's so upset that he just went back to his country i was like Bravo. They listened to us and they were like, we're just gonna pretend this dead wife thing never happened. Sorry about that. Like, and I've said several times, this is the one plot hole I will happily embrace and Uh pretend never existed. So I thought that's what this was when it was like, oh, he's upset and went back to his own country. Like, oh yeah, they realized how stupid that was. And then I realized obviously by the end. Actually, uh (laughs) I was very, very wrong. Very, very wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so huh. <laughs> So Sperm Prince has business in the UAE and mm-hmm. that's where he is for I'm guessing the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. Um I think so I mean- for now she's changing strategy. Grandma's changing strategies. <laughs> yeah. So back home with Ifair, she is asking about school. Now, mm-hmm. okay, under normal circumstances, I'd be like Yes. Mm -hmm. Make sure she finishes school. Yes. You know, ask whether she's going to regret things if she doesn't do them. Because personally, I'm a big proponent of higher education. Sure. And I think sometimes it happens where maybe you, people, you get distracted with a situation or a relationship or something, and then you don't end up finishing your education. Mm -hmm. And then it's a lot harder to go back and finish it. So, The education-loving side of me is like, all right, I-Fair, you're making – you're asking some good questions. But if we think back to the rest of this entire series, mm-hmm. there is literally no indication of this happening with Edda. No. So well, it's stupid that she's asking this.
0: <laughs> well, and the, it is because even when the whole engagement contract came to light, it was – the whole reason Edda did it was initially – to be able to finish her education. Yep. Like. And then. You know. FA comes along. And then. Makes a way possible for her to. Finish her education. Yep. She's going to school at night. Like all stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm. This. And
1: sercon was
0: going to give her a freaking
1: scholarship. Yeah. This man has done
0: nothing to indicate that he does not want her to finish school. He has done nothing but tell iFair, Basically like. If it's the last thing I do. I will make sure your daughter finishes. Or your niece finishes school. Mm-hmm. Like. He said yep. that several episodes, I mean, he said that before they were even in a relationship. Yep. At the end of, I want to say like episode three when she faints into his arms or something. Um, yep. Or at some point she faints when Ifair shows up during their fake engagement. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly what episode it was now, but, you know, he, he makes it very clear, like, I will make sure that. I think it's episode 12. I will I, make sure that you're – When they're
1: in the office, huh? Yes. Yes.
0: And yeah, and he's like,
1: I'm going to make sure that she finishes school. like, it, And not only does he support that and he's telling her, but he's showing it in different ways and mm-hmm. he's giving her opportunities to have experience, to have job experience with her future career. And mm-hmm. so Ifare is just – Mm -hmm. not logical and doesn't have any idea what she's talking about and edda reassures her Mm -hmm. yeah because and then yeah
0: because she's like Holla, don't you want me to be happy Mm -hmm. and she's like edda more than anything i want your happiness you know that right and i'm like okay but actions speak louder than words here auntie yep and i love it because she says but and then this is where i'm like go edda because she says there is no but No more. There's no place for butts between me and Zircon.
1: Except for his butt. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I immediately had a flashback uh, to that tweet of of Ed doing the presentation and it's Zircon (laughs) climbing the hill.
0: (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) man i just ruined a really good like (laughs) moment like a very (laughs) where i was like yes edda but then sercon's butt because (laughs) because sercon's butt (laughs) because karen's butt um Uh. (laughs) so i just love it though where she's just like no no more however no more this like and of course the knife is like what if you regret it one day what will you do if one day you regret the things you couldn't do today? And I love this because she doesn't say like, oh, I won't regret it or I won't this. What she says is that's why I'm with Serkan because mm-hmm. with him, I can still do all of those things. Yep. Like he's not preventing me from doing any of those things. No, he's he not. is supportive of me doing all of these things. So she says, so you're going to do them? And she says, yes, my profession is very important to me. Which I'm like, yeah, we've known that from the get-go. This is not brand new information either. So then, you know, she says, "Um, okay, Edda. And she says, "Um, I'm going to tell you to think about it, but you seem very determined. And then she basically is like. Now, I'll think about it, but I'm not giving you an answer yet and I'm just like mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. culture, traditions, I understand. Like I know I need to <laughs> I know I need to remember that. Right. Because because some people were tweeting the other day like you know, some of y'all didn't grow up in this culture with a very strict and traditional family and it shows. And I was like, "You know what? You're right." Like Right. Because I mean, and this was coming from not just this wasn't even coming from Turkish people. Mhm. This was, you know, coming from people of different um cultures who are like, yeah, we get that because that is how family is here. Like you – it's not as easy to just go off and get married without their support. Like, yeah, you want to think modern and you want to think like we're going to do what we want. But when you have that kind of close-knitness among your family tied in with tradition and all this other stuff, like it's not that easy. So, you know, them being like, please support us is, you know, a big deal.
1: Yeah. It's not – yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So we switch over and Serkan is kind of... We're, we get kind of a parallel scene with him and Aidan. Mm-hmm. And it him, you know, just kind of encouraging her like, Hey, just a reminder, Eda wasn't at fault here. Mm-hmm. But she's like, look, I understand. But I need you to be careful of Semiha. She right. is dangerous. She could attack you at any time. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know what she's capable of. And so... Essentially, both the moms are at a place where they're thinking. They're thinking about right. it. They're trying to make a final decision on whether they're going to support the two of them.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. So. Oh crap! I got to sneeze. Um.
1: What's next? So, so the, it,
0: oh, the Kuzlar now are all like all excited.
1: Yeah. So the next, the next morning. Um. Yeah, they're all excited. Fifi gets the news and she's happy because mm. Ada's the mm-hmm. one who proposed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we skipped? Edda calling Zercon. Oh, yeah. That was real quick.
0: Yes. When um, – She calls him ashkam Ashkem. And he's like, say it again. And she says, ashkam <laughs> And he's like, I've been waiting for that for so long. And so cute. So cute. So, yeah. Then they chat about their moms and all that stuff. And her sweet proposal, his sweet proposal – he the, says like if you
1: were with, with me I think it would be nicer and she's like soon
0: we'll always be together like it's it's yeah. just really cute. I, my one complaint is that they didn't have them full name each other when they said goodnight and that would have um, been very appropriate here. Like mm, cuz that's such a thing with them and they haven't is. they haven't done it in a, in a while and I was like, man, I wish they had put that in here—not just her saying goodnight. like her saying "i get your letter, sir, come bola, and him saying like "i get your letter, it is soon to be bola" or something like that. Yeah. You know, like that would have been really cute. So you
1: should have last named her during the proposal too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, next AM, yes. Kuzlar are excited. I said Kuzlar, catch up. Um,
0: yes and Malo and mint more often please i love her in that color
1: i like her with this darker hair too mm-hmm. and really a little bit like shorter mm-hmm. uh-huh so we get um basically semiha makes the rounds threatening everybody mm-hmm. at this point yeah she threatens idon that if she doesn't try do her best to prevent this marriage, that she's going to take everything away from Sarah Cotton. And-, and my favorite line is when she's like, okay, well, if you don't make this happen,
0: I'm not responsible for what happens. Um, you are exactly who was responsible for what happens. You twisted yes. Psycho.
1: You literally are telling her that you're going to be responsible for her son's demise. Yeah. And now you're deciding that you're not going to be responsible. I didn't even notice that. I'm like, as she leaves, she's like, well,
0: I'm not responsible for what happens if you don't make this not happen. And I'm like. But you are literally the sole person who is responsible for maybe, what happens.
1: Maybe grandma just like has dementia and she just <laughs> doesn't understand anything that she's really doing. And she's just going around and doing this stuff. And then she wakes up the next day and forgets about anything that she did.
0: I <laughs> like fifty first dates, only like terrible oh my gosh that's so funny that line just got me like okay yeah
1: (laughs) except you really actually are so yeah
0: exactly so i love this i wrote i did also make note that i love that i love idon in that plaid skirt i thought Mm -hmm. she looked so pretty in that outfit so wintery Yes, and then I, uh, next scene is power couple alert
1: as they're walking in hand Uh, in hand. Yes, we get a couple babe walk, Mm -hmm. and they are just strutting into the Mm -hmm. office, Mm -hmm. and I said, booyah, Bulja. That's right. Oh my gosh, because she looks like if you just blew on her, she would fall over from Mm -hmm. the shock, and it is so satisfying so satisfying. And I love that he's like,
0: don't go anywhere so I can see you. And she's like, well, then I'll stay here, but you better stay at my eye level. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, these two little smitten kittens. (laughs) So good. So then I said, okay, so are we like blurring the lines here? Is Edda an art life employee again? Is she still an employee of Grandma slash F.A.? Like, what is, what is her status here? Like,
1: my assumption is that she's still working for Grandma okay. slash F.A. Okay. Because oh, originally, I think from the beginning, she's been technically mm-hmm. an employee of Grandma, mm-hmm. but she didn't know it mm-hmm. because it right, was F.A.'s history partner. So that's my assumption, yeah, is okay. that she's still Grandma's part employee? She that, hasn't, like, mm-hmm. quit
0: that and fully gone back to working for Sarah Con. I just was yeah. curious like that hasn't really been mentioned but
1: yeah um, that's my
0: assumption anyhow so I will say this for Elida uh she looked beautiful I loved the mm-hmm. the I loved the all black and the more simple makeup with the bold red lip on her yes um you know we still hate Balja don't worry she's barf but <laughs> I liked this look on the actress so much
1: better yes personally me too. so yeah um, um, so we get a really satisfying mm, situation with mm. the two of them. Um, and it is basically, okay. So like this was a subtle middle finger, right? Oh, it had with to have Edda showing, showing that ring. Yeah. But she's literally like doing a uh-huh, middle finger. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. I was like. I'm not crazy, right? I'm uh-huh. I'm seeing this, and this is a not so subtle metal finger mm-hmm. straight to Balja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was really my whole note on that. They yes. basi- they basically have a little interaction, and she's like, "Yeah, well, we solved everything, and now we're we're back together."
0: Yeah, I loved. Yeah, I loved it. I loved how though she was like, "Oh, yeah, I need to go." Um, deal with i need to go talk to serkan because you know he didn't go to paris so i need to know how he wants to you know and she's like oh yeah um you know that'll be good because um that'll be good to for things to go smoothly while he's not here and she's like oh is he going on another trip and she's like no he's getting married and then Uh does her little middle finger type thing yep which we all loved
1: oh yeah everybody loved it (laughs) So now grandma is threatening iFair. So we kind of already talked about this, but she's explaining that, oh, you know, you know a mother would do anything for the benefit of the child, which doesn't really go over well with iFair, clearly, because she's like, Well, I am your child and
2: mm-hmm. again,
1: again, iFair knows better than anybody what this woman is capable and why uh-huh. she would be doing something like that. So that's kind of the end of that, but sh- again, she's just doing the same thing. She's telling Ifair to do everything that she possibly can to prevent this wedding. Um. So yeah. do we do we want to just quickly do the Engin Pearl, Daddy situation? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're kind of just talking about the situation. Engin is claiming. To be an expert at communication. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which. I was like.
0: <laughs> um, I laughed, honestly. New writers. Did you watch any of his scenes from the previous 26 episodes? He's literally terrible at it. Uh-huh. But yeah. it's adorable. Yeah. But- He's terrible
1: at it. So yeah,
0: maybe that with was, his me- no, right. was no,
1: no. With his own relationships, not with Khan's relationship. No, but with
0: his own. So if that was meant to be like a funny thing, like oh, I'm that an was my expert. assumption. Yeah, because I was like, you're definitely not. So yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But basically. <laughs> He's like, I'll take your dad out. We'll have a nice little chat. I'll charm him. I'll fix everything. And Pearl's like, okay, cool, excellent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, is is it the same? It's the same day, right? That he I, calls. It seems like
0: it. He because he gets the number from him, and then you know, a few scenes later, he's calling him while in the lobby, and okay. um. And then his little henchmen show up, which I swear the shorter one, I swear he's like a member of the crew or something. I swear I've seen him before.
1: Like, oh, he probably is. Yeah. And,
0: I mean, maybe they both are, but specifically the one with the more shaved head. Okay. I was like, I swear I've seen him in like behind the scenes stuff before. Oh, um, yeah. But anyways, mm-hmm. he they're like, come with us. And he's like, uh, you're going to have to wait a minute. I'm on the phone. And they're like <laughs> – that they basically make it clear, yes, we were sent by the man you're on the phone with. Like, yeah, they're like, Aziz Bey is
1: waiting for you. Oh. And he's like,
0: oh. So then he willingly gets kidnapped as well. hmm And Baba basically has him tied upside down to a tree in the middle of the forest. hmm And his and- first – Te- it seems like this was his first test was to call Peril
1: and act like everything's fine. Yeah. Well, Peril calls him and then, yeah, he acts like everything's fine And her, after they get off the phone, which I did think was funny. He says something like, "Like, yeah, I have a whole new perspective thanks to your dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there was some funny wordplay during all of his scenes with yes. the whole uh, Peril's dad situation. Yes. But Yeah. So after he gets off the phone, his dad's like, Okay, good. You acted like everything was fine, just like I told you. Uh-huh. And then he's like, Now I want you to break up with my daughter. And Angon's like, No, never. Because is like, I'll do anything, you know? Just, just tell cut me what down. To do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, I want you to break up with my daughter. And he's like, No, not, I won't do that. Anything but that. And he's like, Okay, good, you pass the first test. <laughs> Oh my gosh!
0: And so they do cut him down, mm-hmm. and he they wind up blindfolding him and taking him into further in the middle of the forest. Yeah, and basically he's got to. They just leave him there. They don't really give him instruction like find your way back or anything. They just ditch him, uh-huh. and he's to assume like I guess I'm supposed to find my way back. Like yeah, because he's just left there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, he eventually starts <clears throat> he's like i'll look for the moss on the north side of the trees and then he's like none of these trees have moss like and then he gets on the ground and he's like the ants go south i'll follow the ants and then he's like there's <laughs> no ants like what
1: <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty good so he's just wandering mm-hmm. he ends up stumbling into the a, the, a paint, the paintball
0: yeah game but not uh, but, realizing that's what he stumbled into. He just right. thinks it's like an attack. Yeah. They all start shooting at him. Because <laughs> they don't know it's Angen. Angen doesn't know it's them. So he thinks it's part of the challenge to get to wherever he's going. Uh-huh. Um, he eventually gets – he sees, like, smoke for a fire. hmm So he is like, finally, I'm somewhere. And he says something about – he's like, did I travel all the way to um, Afyon, I think is how you say it, or Afyon? Uh-huh. And so I was like, I'm going to look that up. It, Because he's like, man, I've made it far. It's a place 263 miles from Istanbul <laughs> or 424 kilometers for our international oh listeners. Oh, my gosh. Not so being I was dramatic was, at all. Oh, Angin yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, brother. <laughs> so there's a sandwich sitting there and he starts eating it. And then he's like, oh, man, like I wanted to take Aziz Bey to my favorite like fish sandwich place. like, And then Aziz Bey materializes. And basically is like, okay, you passed the second test. There's one more, but you can eat and rest a little bit before I do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we don't actually see what that last test is because the we next don't. time we see him, he's just more haphazard and torn apart, Um, you yeah. know, at the Yoldis' house later. So we yeah. don't know what that test was, but it seems like whatever it was, he passed it.
1: Yes. He tells Pearl that, that he officially passed all his tests. Yes. So that everything is
0: good. So clearly this was – filler for the episode but mm-hmm. it was funny filler so i was like i'm not even mad about this like it's yes m- i'll take this
1: over the alex idon I, fair stuff Amen. any day so well just like you know i don't we can i guess do the Jair fair stuff too yes. because this is adjacent <clears throat> because Ferry is like you know joran's talking about how oh she's tired of the monotony there people are are getting kidnapped but all i ever do is go to work then go home same thing over and over again well
0: and it's funny because he sees it more as like how did all of this craziness happen in one day (laughs) this is nuts and she's like she's like my life is so boring Uh (laughs) and he's like wait wait you want to be kidnapped and she's like, well, I'm not saying be kidnapped, but, like, you know, adventure, this, that. And he's like, okay, I'll kidnap you. Like, uh-huh. you know, and he tells her, like, go get ready. And she's like, well, where are we going? And he's like, it's not me kidnapping you if I tell you where we're going. Um, So she goes off to get ready. It's all cute. And then he does eventually take her. He sets up a whole – he actually has – um, Melo and Erdem get this all set up. So it explains yes. why they're also there. Mm-hmm. Um. But he kidnaps her to take her paintballing. Yeah. And they have so much fun. And then that's when, like we already mentioned, they wind up running into Ingen and shooting at him because they're like, who's this random dude? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they have a good old time. And I was, like, thinking that must have been so much fun that it's, Honestly. like, this is part of the set. But, like, we get to, like, shoot each other with paintballs and things like that. So. Yeah.
1: And, of course, Melo is terrorizing uh Erdem, Erdem. And she uh-huh. just keeps shooting at his feet. So like, what did she – one of the things she said was cracking me up and I can't even remember. Because um, now I have to find it in my notes, of course. Mm-hmm. But, ah, oh, dang it. Oh, it wasn't that. It was, um, when Angin comes into the paintballing part mm-hmm. and how he, he says, Kimse Varma. And every time I hear Kimse Varma or Kimse episode 22 <laughs> yes.
0: of their Kenji Kush when she's That's stuck in the window like, of the bathroom, I'm Same. like, instantly, I'm like, Salem. <laughs> And then John's like, you realize you're asking the wrong question, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you're basically asking if there's nobody. And Is if, it nobody, he, is nobody yeah. here? <laughs> but if there's nobody here, there's nobody to answer you. So why would you even ask that to begin with? She's like, like
1: fine. Kim varma. <laughs> uh-huh. So I loved that. I was like, oh, memories. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. And Moran just posted um, – on their kenji kush israel page the pizzagate mm-hmm. video she made oh my gosh and Pizza i was Gate. like oh my gosh that's like one of
1: my favorite moments so it like took me back i was like i missed them i know i've been I've, I've been watching videos like random oh like clips and stuff yeah i'll just like look up i'll put uh our kush in youtube and uh-huh. i'll be like oh i'll watch this scene
0: <laughs> oh we should i bet there's tons of fan videos i should just type in like john m edit and Mm -hmm. i'm sure there'll be plenty of good songs and things like that so that's pretty much all their little side stories wrapped up um yep so let's see meanwhile now we're backtracking a bit we're back at art life melo and edda are basically talking about Mm ifair and i love melo because she's like doesn't she see how much unhappier you are without serkan like you know she'll come around she has to um just eavesdropping, of course, because she's like, oh, good. I get to hear all this drama that's happening. And Serkan comes out and is like, guess who I just got off the phone with and who isn't very supportive of our marriage, like my mother. Mm-hmm. So they basically brainstorm how to deal with this. And Melo comes up with the idea. She's like, listen, those two are putty in Alexander's hands. So <laughs> you guys should each plan to have lunch with your mom at his restaurant and not tell the other. And then... You guys can just, quote, coincidentally run into each other and deal with it from there. And they're like, great idea. So they call. They make, you know, a mother-son date, holla, niece date, and that's that. Yeah. We get a quick evil hag convention Mm -hmm. where these two are plotting and (laughs) – Okay, listen, you guys. (laughs) I'm not sure I'm going to be able to edit out all that background noise. (laughs) So, if you hear you. grass, if you hear grass being mowed and a car <laughs> and a horn car. being honked, I'm very sorry.
1: Welcome to my but, home. Yeah, but
0: welcome to <laughs> podcasting uh, in, in COVID times. The COVID
1: times. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh!
1: I just, had, I just started cracking up because it was like one thing after another. I know okay. I have like
0: – I have like three different spots where I marked mm-hmm. the time. So hopefully it will help with the noise reduction. But we'll just talk over it. I think we're both loud enough. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it just reminds people that we're not actually professionals. We're just normal <laughs> <Yeah>. humans <laughs> we're like not they are. in a
1: studio. <laughs> no, we're not.
0: So um, anyways, so they,
1: you know, show up at this restaurant
0: and oh, I yes. do want to
1: the spiders planning their web we their web weaving. Oh
0: yes, so yeah, they're at the restaurant together, and you know Baba Ane's assuring Balja like, listen, even if they get married, I still have plans for that. So like, even right. if my threats don't work on Iodon and Ifair, like I have still got stuff up my sleeve. So uh, this is when I noted that they leave to go to the re- they as in Edser leave to go mm-hmm. to the restaurant to meet their moms,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I wrote. Again, DZLand here, we're an architect firm who gets things done in like 48 hours that would take months, (laughs) yet somehow nobody ever does any work. Like Uh they're just leaving in the middle of the workday to go meet their moms. Uh Ball's just off having lunch with one of the main partners. Like,
1: uh huh. and
0: okay, did you see the tweets from that guy, Pablo? Pedro? Yes. Pedro. 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 Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys, there's this thread. A bunch of you probably already seen it. Some of it I was like, okay, you're being mean. I think you don't know what a rom com is, but all right, dude. But for the most part, it was so funny. He's an architect mm-hmm. in in Spain, I believe, where mm-hmm. you know, Central Kapma is just airing. So he's like, Listen, this dude is giving unrealistic expectations for what architects look like and how rich <laughs> and how rich they are. Like, yeah. I don't have a limousine with curtains waiting for me. Like just all this stuff and it was really snarky and funny. But some mm-hmm. of it I was like, Okay, I think you're I think this is your first trip to DZ Land, sir. Uh, because you know, yeah, he's talking definitely. about how quickly they get stuff done and all that. And I'm like, that's all stuff we make fun of. But he was like so like offended by it and it was uh-huh. and I was just like, um and then he's like, Oh, I'm guessing by the end these two are gonna actually get married. And I retweeted <laughs> that and I wrote, Is this your first fake relationship slash enemies to lovers trope,
1: sir? Like <laughs> Oh, my gosh. He's still learning.
0: He's learning. Well, and then by the end of his thread, because people were quote-tweeting him, and, like, some people were like, dude, you don't watch it for the realism, like, blah, blah, blah. And so by the end, his final
1: tweet in they that were thread was – They were taking it really seriously. Yes.
0: And so by the end of his thread, um, he was like, um, I'm seeing that there are some very serious fans of this show who don't appreciate how I'm watching it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, welcome to DZ land, brother. Oh Oh, my
0: gosh. So it just made me think of that because I was like, they're not doing any work, yet they whip this stuff out that would take months or years. Of course. In a matter of two days.
1: Of course. So
0: we have the whole coincidental restaurant run in. I'm just going to condense that because honestly, what it boils down to is they're against it, they're against it, they're against it at Mm -hmm. this point because of the whole semi-hot thing. Yes. But Alex is like when he finds out they're engaged he's like congratulations and he's like ladies can't you see the love in their eyes look how much they love each other Mm -hmm. listen they're gonna grow and learn together they're gonna make mistakes but like let them do that together like together yeah is it really your place to prevent that from happening like all this stuff so this is the first thing alexander has actually been good for in several episodes
1: yeah um
0: and even then i was kind of annoyed that it took him to be the one to convince them but at this point i was like whatever i don't care who convinces them as long as they're convinced um so i yeah so what it boils down to is they do agree and but then i I's like okay well if this is how it's going to be you need to actually come ask for her like mm-hmm. an actual cuz cause, cuz cause esteme i i hope that's right um i i realized i confirmed what it's called with miriam but i didn't actually uh-huh. ask her how to pronounce it. I didn't ask her to, like, voice memo me the correct oh. way to say it, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, or as, as, as correct as my Americanized voice <laughs> can make it. Right. So, you know, and I love it because don's like, we're, we're really going to do that? And Serkan's like, yep, fine, we're coming tonight. Like, we're going to ask tonight. And they're like, tonight? And he's like, yes. Like, he just wants to get the show on the road. Yeah. So they, like, rush off to prepare. And Ed is like, I have to come help, too. And she's like, well, he's not asking for me. Yes, you have to come help. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that all boiled down to is now they're going to do the official asking for him. I will say this one thing um, is I did love that when they're in the middle of convincing them, Ed is like, listen, Holla. I know. I know you know that there was a time I couldn't even stand hearing his name. Mm-hmm. But
1: I can't breathe without Sir Khan now. And I was mm-hmm. just like,
0: oh, I love it.
1: Um, yeah. What, what saved both of the moms for me, because honestly, I was – when I was watching it live, I was like, if Alex is the one who finally convinces them, I'm going to lose the last iota of respect that I have for mm-hmm. Ifair. And then it happened. But, well, (laughs) what saved her is the fact that Edda went in right after Alex gives his whole speech and Mm -hmm. she says, don't do what my grandmother did to my father to me. Yep. And I was like – Yes, mm-hmm. speak the truth to her. Like mm-hmm. that is as plain as Ada could have put it, and that is the truth of what Ifair has been doing. Yep. And I will. And the fact that that seemed to be what actually flipped the switch for Ifair is yes. what saved her life.
0: <laughs> seriously, <laughs> because I
1: would. I was like, seriously, you're not going to believe your own niece, who you know and you trust and you love, right. but this man is going to be the one to convince you. Yeah. Awesome, super. That reflects really well on you, Ifair.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, um then as they're leaving, Alexander does tell Ifair like I have to come ask you something important later. Mm-hmm. So we're given that little hint that there's something coming for them. Yes. So they get home and, you know, she's like, hurry up and say goodbye to our groom. We have work to do. And she's like, okay, I'll say goodbye to (sighs) Serkan and come help. Uh And it's this really adorable – he's like, oh, and how are you going to see me off? And she's Uh like, I'm going to kiss you. And he's like, where? And she's like, (laughs) right here. And she kisses one cheek. And then she's like, and here. And she kisses his (laughs) other cheek. And then he's waiting for a lip kiss. And she's like, close your eyes. And I love it because she's like – tighter and he like squeezes his eyes shut <laughs> but then she sneaks away and he's like Eda, and then she's at the top of the stairs and she's like we're in the mahale serkan come to your senses yeah
1: <laughs> so funny so she leaves him high and dry uh-huh. <laughs> So it's all chaos. Everybody's preparing mm-hmm. for that evening for them to come and ask for Edda. Yes. and everybody's nervous. They're all ready. The all the girls look beautiful. Yes, they just I love gorgeous every single one of their looks. Mm-hmm.
0: They all. Ugh,
1: I loved it so much, and I loved how Fifi was dressed up but still yes. very Fifi. Uh huh. So we get the start of a very long, very crazy scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Yeah, so we get Erdem is the first one to show up uh-huh. because he's just trying to get into the house. <laughs> uh-huh. Because first he tells the girls that he feels closer to the bride's side, which is why he decided to join them.
2: Uh-huh. They're
1: like, bye them. And then he tells the Bolats, I felt close to the groom's side, so I wanted to come and support you. And they're like, bye them. So he and Tahir are outside and out in the cold um but oh you're muted
0: yes i was <laughs> muted sorry guys um i forgot about that i muted it to move something and oh. i forgot to unmute um yes so they the bowl and company arrive angin's mm-hmm. still missing um mm-hmm. and you know we keep getting interrupted by the door but they all get settled and stuff and yeah. um they're about to ask. And it's funny because I'm like, see, Serkan, you should have bit your tongue. Because he's like, well, mom, we don't need to move that quickly. But I'm like, I
1: know. I'm like,
0: well, you should have because you were you must have regretted those words later. Yeah. So because then Baba Ane shows up. And uh, I was just like, I'm sorry. But after the last interaction they all had with her, I would have been like, get out of my house. No, yep. you don't get to be. A- I don't care if you supposedly
1: support this now. You don't get to be a part of this. Yeah. I Anyways. Agree. anyways. She's like, apparently she's not against the wedding anymore, but she has a condition that Serkan has to follow all of their family traditions, blah, blah, blah. And Serkan, good for him, is like, that's fine. I'll do whatever you want me to. But I also have a condition
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you're going to fix my dad's situation because I know you were behind it. So I I love that Idon's like, you know, you can... Pr- <laughs>
0: You can procrastinate on that a little bit. He's fine in prison, and he's like, "Mom, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good." Well, so and, we get our second.
0: Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and much like we assumed in twenty one that this was like an improv scene because it was just so crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm still convinced twenty one was improv when they had this whole like practice night. Um, but Nestle Hahn confirmed that this scene was in fact. Improved. Like they were basically just told, like, here's the situation, now make a scene out of it. Which is why oh. so many of these characters are breaking character. Like you see Chabri oh, in the background, constantly. like cracking up. Yeah. He sees laughing. Because you don't They're even all laughing. Even Karem a few times like is stifling a ridiculous laugh uh-huh. because
1: they don't really know what's gonna come out <laughs> of each other's mouths. <laughs> That's awesome, uh-huh. That's really awesome i I love that well, and this was like the most entertaining scene of the whole episode. A hundred percent, so we get our second doorbell, and Alex comes in. That makes me wonder if they didn't know what he was gonna say when when he came in, if it was. If it yeah. was all improv, uh-huh. if they didn't know he was going to come in and, and say, I'm here to ask for iFair. Because uh-huh. they're all like, What? Uh-huh. <laughs> they all flip out. <laughs> so this leads to chaos because they think that he came to propose to her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and And is like, What speed is this? Because Alex is like, You know, there's no better duo that I could think uh-huh. of. And Idaun's like, really, not nobody else, huh? Like, uh huh. <laughs> so, then she, he starts to to ask uh, Ifair something, and she's like, Oh no, I'm sorry, I can't answer. You need you need to ask my mom. And it is like, Excuse me, what about me? Yeah, <laughs> why doesn't he ask me? So he kind of ends up looking to both of them, right? There's like, all this English.
0: I don't understand your tradition, so I'll <laughs> do my best.
1: Like. <laughs> There's there's all this English, which I was like, okay, the Karem is leaping out because mm-hmm. he's, he's like, all right, get on with it. Like, yeah. hurry up. We can't we're waiting for something ourselves. Yeah.
0: We're we're waiting for our turn, so ask what you gotta ask. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Semi-ha. Eda. Um and then the way he words it basically is like, um, how does he say? Like, will like, you?
1: will you I wrote it down somewhere. He's like will you come with me even even just for two days?
0: For two nights a week, yeah. <laughs> and they're nights. like and they're like wait, what? And then Sercon's <laughs> like wait, that's an option? Like to just two nights. And then it's funny because initially when I saw this scene, Edda was about to throw flowers and I thought she was going to throw them at Alexander for like proposing that to her aunt.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I think she was going to throw them at Sercon when he was like I think she was like <laughs> What do you mean you wish like is that an option? Like and was gonna throw the flowers at Sercon, not Alex.
1: Okay. And then Safi's like, Are weekends included too?
0: Yeah. i there's <laughs> like Alex or Idon's like, Alex, are there other days available then outside of those two days? Like and she's like, Sarcon, you're about to lose your mom and he's like, My mom's not going anywhere, she's staying right here with me. And he's like and then of course Alexander is like, uh, to Sercon, like, I think there was a misunderstanding here. And Sargon's like, yeah, I think so, and he's like, I think you need to clarify, and he's like, yeah, um, what is going on? Like he actually says that in English. Yeah, he and does. I love it he so does. much. <laughs> and um, he's like, okay, I think I need to explain myself, and he's like, can you get to the point? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he says in English,
1: get to the point. Yeah, so good. <laughs> So then we find out Alex wants her to work with him. And then everybody collectively goes, oh. oh.
0: And Aidan's <laughs> like, oh, he just wants you to chop onions. And is <laughs> like, I'll show you chopped onions.
1: So oh, then we get to the coffee time because yes. Alex has has asked and interrupted everything. And he leaves. So mm-hmm. bye-bye, Alex. And Serkan this was so saracon to me. When, oh, as the girls 110%. are leaving, ten percent. They're leaving, and he leans over to I to I Don, He's like, "They're not going to put salt in it, are they? It's bad for the kidneys." <laughs> <laughs> oh my because gosh. he looks so, he's legitimately concerned yep. he seems really upset at the <laughs> the possibility that they're gonna put salt in his uh-huh. and i was like oh that is such a sarcon move
0: that's our health not we we love oh, so much my our, our healthy robot so, so of course the girls are having this whole salt or no salt debate in
1: uh-huh. the kitchen as
0: well um she tells she tells the girls to, like, go feed the boys outside. They're being nuts, but there's all this prepared food. Like, yeah, they're cold out
1: there. Mm-hmm. And just go ahead and do that. So we have a funny little moment with uh, Fifi and Melo bringing them food and yes. them being super sassy about it.
0: Uh-huh. And While the boys are just, like, googly-eyed for the yeah. girls. like.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like Airdem is like, oh, which part did you did you cook so that I can eat it first so the taste is in my mouth? She's like, none of it. He's well, like, that's okay. We'll just order out. He's she's like, when? She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, when we're married.
0: <laughs> and then Melo's looking at Tall because he's just staring at her, and she's like, what are you looking at? And he's like, oh, my eyes, my eyes dove down. Sorry. Yeah. And she's like, well, don't let them. My depth right now isn't sufficient for diving. And and then Air Dev's like, so you're saying you're a shallow person? And she's like, that's not what I'm saying.
1: And then she's like, I'll drown you in a spoonful of water. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love Sassy Melo. Is that like... Is that like,
0: oh, I can kill a man with just my thumb? Like, Maybe. is that
1: the same? <laughs> drown- that, that got me. I was the well, drowning with a spoonful.
0: It of water. even got Fifi because she's like, let's go. And Fifi's like, Melo. Yeah. Like, she's like so shocked and impressed. So they strut off. Oh, and then Air gosh. Dem's like, do you smell that? And so here's like the beef boric. And he's like, no,
1: love in the air. <laughs> oh, man. So they come back in, and <laughs> all the kuzlar they're all around the coffee, and uh, Eda had just let Duran put like a teeny tiny bit mm-hmm. in. But then Melo walks in, and I said, "I said Melo's like Topol, and she's like tradition. <laughs> she's like, no, we have to do this." So she. There's a whole freaking spoonful of salt in that coffee she gets some in another coffee too i know it does like that's
0: not even his cup well and then fifi's like well they get to put salt in i want to put salt in so then she like puts a scoop of salt in and stirs it and it's like this became a salt bomb (laughs) so they bring the tray out and they're serving it and he you know, Sirkon asks her which one's mine. She <laughs> says the middle one, and he looks at her, and she's like, "Drink it carefully." And he's, he's like, like,
1: "Is there salt in this?" <laughs> oh my gosh! And he's she's like, "Drink it carefully," <laughs> and he's not happy about it. Nope.
0: Well, and he oh. also just got told they're going to have a henna night or mm-hmm. a, a kuna gejesse. Okay, gajese. Ge, um. So. And she also is like no, because you know they're like go ahead and drink the coffee, and Edda's like I think a sip is sufficient, and Granny is like no, you have to drink the whole
1: thing in one sip, and yep. Melo's like bottom up, and yeah. like, it's like- <laughs> yeah, because he has to drink it before they ask for her too. Uh-huh. That's the whole tradition. So yep, so, so he just pounds it, and honestly. My favorite part was the fact that he was smelling it when she handed it to him. <laughs> like he was going to smell the salt. Yeah. I was-
0: <laughs>
1: it's not the ocean. Exactly. I said sircon smelling the coffee is everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Well, and you know, that was like a Karem thing because this whole thing was like an improv scene.
1: And that was for sure Karem drinking that coffee. Okay. And he is about to lose his crap. Like so, number he looks one. Like he's going to laugh so badly.
0: Number one, I'm like, okay, you're a brilliant actor. Uh huh. But there had to really be salt in there, right? Because that, that reaction was. To,
1: or maybe it was sugar. But either way, that amount that they put in there is going to be like overwhelming. Uh huh. I'm
0: like, no, he didn't just spit out black coffee. There had to have been something in it they did uh-huh. to elicit that reaction from him, because Absolutely. he's like laughing and choking and spitting yes. it out all in one fell swoop. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, and then that like felt the way he's real.
0: Well, the way he's coughing afterwards yes. felt very real. <laughs> so I'm like poor Kareem. So they get finally settled down to. Ask attempt number four. Uh-huh. But Aingen finally arrives, a hot mess, and, like, yes. passes out on the floor. So then clearly some time has passed because we switch out of the scene and back into it.
1: Yeah. So But did you notice that when he passed out, they're like, who cares? Keep yeah. going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, wouldn't you be? Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought it was so funny. He's literally passed out on the ground. And Ed is like, just keep going. <laughs> So they um
0: they do they finally get to they finally get to ask after some yes. time. And I love it because before he does, Angen's awake now and he's like, I'm so glad I didn't miss this. Let me come kiss you and get or Serkan's <laughs> like, after you shower. Like yeah. it's fine. So then she's about to ask and of course Grant um they finally actually do get to ask. I'm sorry. Yes. And I fair, you know, suspense for a couple seconds, then it's like, off she goes. But yes. then Granny's like, wait, 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 before you get excited, I have something to say. And yeah. if this is not the I'm most... i oldest, so I get the final say. If this is not the most rich thing to come out of her mouth, because mm. she's... My granddaughter is the light of my life, and if you do anything to upset her, and I'm like, you realize you are the only one doing things to upset her, right? <laughs> yeah. literally the only person mm-hmm. in the universe at this moment who is doing anything to upset the, quote, light of your life. Yep. And, of yeah. course, Serkan's like, yes, I know, but I'm not going to do anything like that. So then they do... The whole ring snipping. Melo mm-hmm. is all of us with her clapping and excitement and looking back and <laughs> yeah. forth between Edda and Sercon <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little annoyed that Grandma's the one who got to snip the ribbon and not like I know. eye fair. But, know. you know, whatever. And then, of course, these two are just in their own little world, snuggling mm-hmm. and forehead kissing and just so happy that they're officially engaged. And yeah, and then Angin's like, oh, I'm sorry, the Kuzlar all hug him. It's a big old group hug. I love that
1: so much. And then Engin's like selfie, selfie, uh-huh. <laughs> and then we get that selfie shot. So, yeah. um, so it's the next morning, mm-hmm. and Safi and Iodon have their whole list of henna preparation, mm-hmm. and they're like Serkan comes in, and they're like, "Do you see what we have to get?" with all of these ridiculous traditions uh-huh. blah 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 and Sir Khan just wants to go to work but basically yeah. they end up passing the entire list to him yeah
0: they're like we'll get some of this stuff to- we'll take care of like the engagement package and gifts mm-hmm. but this stuff is like you can't just buy this in regular stores so he's like fine I'll take it to the team we'll split it up mm-hmm. and he's like what in the world is all of this and Safi's like Listen, I watched a Henna night documentary last night, and it varies from region to region, okay? And he's like, but each one is very emotional. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I loved that so much. Really cute. And then he's looking at the list, and Sarcon's like, what is Lizos?" And they're like, uh-huh. I don't know. Go buy it so we can find out. Well, it's it's a special kind of knit cardigan that you wear when you're pregnant. Yeah. So they I,
1: they tell that later on
0: too Which yes, after I looked this up in this scene, I realized, uh-huh. oh, this would have gotten explained if I had just watched
1: a few more scenes instead of looking it up. But <laughs> <laughs> So, we're kind of having the same thing at the Yilda's house, mm-hmm. and the girls kind of end up with the job of getting everything while Ada is going to stay home ironing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're like, "Get used to it. You're getting married." And she's like,
1: yeah. "Um, is this married life? I'm going to be a working woman?" Uh-huh. And then they all leave, and she's like, uh, ah, this isn't so bad." Uh-huh. <laughs> so Serkan kind of forces the team to help him. Uh-huh. He doesn't. He, he does what Balja did that one episode, and he he passes the job off on everybody else. Uh-huh. And Erdem ends up being the one who's like, "I'll take care of all this. I uh-huh. know exactly where to find this. I know the traditions, which he actually proves that he does know all the traditions." Yeah, but um. They all just head off and they have their assignments.
0: Yes. So um, he thanks them for their help, whatever. And then he runs into Balja out in the uh, lobby and she's congratulating him and like, how can I help this and that? And he's like, oh, thanks. And then just walks off and I love it so much. Yeah. She's like,
1: anything I can do? No.
0: Uh (laughs) Off he goes. So then we just we get the shopping montage. I kind of fast forwarded through this. There's, like, a couple of funny lines that are said, you know, about don when I-Fair says it and I-Fair when don says it. But basically, they're shopping for the stuff on their lists. like, Granny and I-Fair are shopping, Safie and Idon
1: are shopping, and they're uh-huh. just get- – and they're getting their stuff done.
0: Um,
1: well, and they're buying stuff for each other that they know they'll hate. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Exactly. So, meanwhile, our Dems got everything off of his list, but he can't find this cone sugar. And it's a it's this specific kind of sugar that you need for one of the recipes that has to be made that night.
1: Well, as he's oh, go ahead. Well, real quick during their shopping scenes, they're both being trailed. I, fair and Idon. Oh,
0: I didn't realize that. I knew Air Dem was, but I didn't even pay attention and notice
1: that um, I-Fair and Idon were as well. Dang. So they, they very specifically pan and focus to guys standing in the stores watching them. Oh. I didn't notice it the first time, but I noticed it during my note-taking watch. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're very specifically showing these random guys in yeah. the store okay. who are trying to look busy. Yeah.
0: So they're All right. both
1: being trailed. And then, yeah, we see that Erdem. Is also being trailed.
0: Well, Erdem's, like, talking out loud to himself, like, about this sugar he can't find. So where he's being trailed, because that was super obvious, um, the way he's being trailed, immediately he walks off and the little henchman dude uh, talks to... Uh, the sperm prince's assistant mm-hmm. and he's like hey this idiot can't find this sugar that's really easy to find apparently yeah and she's like oh perfect this is the opportunity and bay's been waiting for yes so at that moment i was like in the live watch i'm like oh so he's gonna provide this sugar and it's gonna be dosed with something like that mm-hmm. became immediately clear yeah um so um we it does at home
1: ironing. Oh, this is the, this is cute. <laughs> it is cute because she gets a text message from Serkan, and he says, "I miss you." And then she responds that she misses him too. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, there's a somebody ringing the doorbell. Uh huh. So, look, the second this happened, I you later texted, on I text Kristen.
0: You text me when it happened.
1: Was it when the, it happened
0: during the live watch? Yeah.
1: And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a foreshadowing mm-hmm. I just know it like him sticking his somebody you know her thinking somebody's coming after her uh huh it just totally felt like a foreshadowing because con yep. tricks her and sticks his foot in the door like mm-hmm. he's tr- trying to get into trying to break it into the house for whatever <laughs> reason yeah <laughs> But it's cute. It ends up being a really cute moment between the two of them. <laughs> uh-huh. Cause he's
0: like, What were
1: you gonna do with that
0: shoe? And she's like, What are you doing here? Why'd you scare me? And he's like, Well, what can I do? I miss you. You're not at you're not at the company. So mm. what could I do? And she's like, Well, I'm not too happy either. I'd rather be at work at the firm instead of ironing here. <laughs> And he says, oh, are you ironing? And she says, yes. And they're like all snuggly holding each other mm-hmm. in the doorway. And Being he's cute. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, now there's all the rush of getting this packaging done, the henna turmoil. And he's like... Can't I just a little? I don't know. Spend time alone with my love, with my wife, mm-hmm. and she kind wants
1: a little afternoon delight. Okay? Yes, he
0: does because <laughs> she's like, well, everyone is out shopping. Actually, we might have a little time, and he's like, oh, really? A little time, huh? A nice little time, and then they share some eye contact, and she's like, why mm-hmm. are you staring at me like that? He's like, like how? And she says, with love. And he's like, well, how can I stare in any other way? And she's like, right. And he, um, he's like, excuse me. He answers the phone and it's don't. And he's like, yes, mom. Uh-huh. Listen, I have a little something to do. When that's done, I'll come. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm sure you will. <laughs> he's like, OK, 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 see you later. <laughs> and she's like, what did she say? And he's like, oh, it's not important. And um and then she's like, listen, are the packages on the road? Like, are they arriving? Because ours are. And he's like, I don't know, but she's gonna send them soon. They'll be here. And she's like, good, we sent ours. And then he says, um, okay, come on. And she's like, well, it must be on the way. And he's like, okay, nice, come on. And I'm <laughs> like trying to And then, but she, he's like trying to pull her in and she's pushing him out the door and she's like, okay, get back to work.
1: And Uh he's like, but
0: wait a second, I thought we had a little time. And she says, (laughs) after the wedding, she's like, come on, get back to work. Off you go. And he's like, Edda, we have a little work to do. And she's (laughs) like, we have a lot of work there, come on. And I'm like, I don't think they were talking about the same kind of work, but she slams the door and then does that cute
1: little like, (sighs) on the other side of the door well then uh serkan comes back and he knocks back on the door and she opens the door and just grabs him and kisses him really quick and i she's love like, it <laughs> and he's like edda we're in the mahale <laughs> and she's like allah allah look at you now all scandalized <laughs> so that whole scene was really cute
0: well and then when she shuts the door on him again like okay really go for real Uh Uh-huh. He's, like, looking up the window, like, huh, can I trail that and get into the room? Like, he's trying to figure out if he can actually scale the wall. And then eventually is, like, yeah,
1: this, like, okay, I'm going to go. But, yeah, we got some blue bullets in this situation. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, we get a weird phone call where... Balja calls Susie and is like, "I'm not gonna give up because I'm a creepy bunny mm-hmm. boiler." And wham, I'm... my heart's broken. Blah blah yeah, blah. Exactly.
0: So the packages have now arrived. Of course, Aidon yes. has like modernized hers. They're in these beautiful boxes. Like everything's wrapped beautifully, and theirs yeah. are are done just more traditionally. It's just in these like simple cloth bags tied with mm-hmm. ribbon, like. And yeah. so I laughed so much during these scenes
1: because
0: oh, yeah. I cracked up that when Melo opens the first spot cuz we kind of go back and forth between both of them
1: uh-huh. opening their
0: packages. Of course they're all making fun of how Idon made it this huge modern thing. Idons like a- annoyed that they packaged there so simply uh-huh. um, and how it's all traditional uh-huh. and, yeah. and so uh, Melo opens the first box and is like, ooh, because it's lingerie. Uh-huh. And they're all teasing her and she like grabs it and shoves it back in the box. And then
1: when... <laughs> 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 this is my favorite, favorite part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he pulls his underwear out and Zarkon's like, that's these- not for me. <laughs> Freaking these huge tiny whities Huge. They like- <laughs> and he's like there's no way those are for me and Idon's like well they're not for me son like and, and, and safety I think it's safety.
1: he's like well it would brighten you up oh, <laughs> oh my god! so
0: then oh, of course like oh Ed uh, opens these shoes that Jaren is immediately in love uh-huh. with
1: and then uh a plane uh Idan opens a horrible plain black skirt <laughs> it's like, that's, like, huge. That's then, like, uh, Safie's size. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: and then she opens, like, a dressing gown. It's, like, uh-huh. a silk robe dressing gown. And she's, like, what are we in a Yashil Chum movie? Which is, like, really old Turkish movies. So, like, <laughs> thank you, Miriam, for that. Oh, man. Uh, like, so just meaning, like, this is the kind of stuff they wore in, like, probably where everyone's smoking cigars in their... Right. In their Hugh Hefner type... Uh, Dressing ropes. gown. Um, uh-huh. Smoking jacket. Yes. Okay. This part I thought was really funny because when Eifere opens the Lizos, which, you know, mm-hmm. is that pregnancy cardigan. Yeah. She's getting, of course, all emotional because she's like, one day it means I'll have a granddaughter, niece, you know, nephew, whatever. hmm And they're like, and I love it because does like, don't get emotional yet, Hala. I haven't even worn this yet. And she's yeah. holding up the lingerie The lingerie. <laughs> So I thought that was a really good pun, like, mm-hmm. that, and subtle enough that, you know what yes. I mean? If you're not really paying attention, you're not going to grasp it. But I was like, oh, they for sure were, like, making a sex joke. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all finish opening the stuff up. And so con yeah. is finally like, okay, I have work to do. Like, I'm going to go. And Safi's like, don't forget your underwear. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and sirkons, like, burn them. <laughs> uh, so after the girls are all done opening, does gifts, Ifer's is like, oh, I have to go make the sherbet. And she ends up realizing there's no Cone Sugar. Mm-hmm. And thus begins the drama saga of Cone Sugar. Because she's freaking out. Ada ends up going to see Serkan at mm-hmm. the company because of this Cone Sugar. Because they are like, okay, who is supposed to get it? We have to have the Cone Sugar. i is freaking out. Well, and
0: Ed is having a cow and Serkan's like, you're losing it, like, and she's like, well, you're being so calm, and if this was something for work, you would have checked it 50 times and wouldn't have missed this, and blah, 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 and he's like, Edda, this, I didn't ask for any of this, and she's like, I didn't ask for any of it either, but we know if it doesn't go well, like, all hell's gonna break loose, and, oh, and he, I love it, because he, he, like, grabs her, and he's like, look at me, like, just look at me, we're gonna get through all of this, Mm -hmm. it's going to be fine, and then we're gonna live happily ever after, like, I yeah, and of course Balge is eavesdropping this whole time, yeah. and you know, and she he's like, okay, so we need cone sugar, we'll find mm-hmm. it, and he's like, food, okay, Erdem was in charge of that. Well, then as Erdem's about to walk in, it, it does like, Erdem, like, why didn't you yeah. get
1: this cone sugar? And you know, it's um, so they basically threaten him within an inch of his life if he doesn't find this cone sugar, right? <laughs> so, so it's. A time of reckoning yes. that's come for them. Yes. So Khan walks out. Because uh, he gets a phone call. Yes. And then Balja comes in and she comes up to Eda to wish her happiness and to, quote, apologize. Yeah, supposedly and of course, make nice. Yeah. And, of course, Eda doesn't buy any of this. Mm-hmm. She can see right through her. And then Balja decides to invite herself to the Henna night. Because apparently when somebody hates you, they're going to want you at their henna night. Yeah. And she's like, please, please, Ada, just try to see me as one of your friends tonight. And for whatever reason, Ada agrees. I, I think it's just Ada. Like, I do see her doing this. Like, it didn't right. seem fully out of character to me. Mm-hmm. Because she is the type to give people second chances. Right. So. And she's like, Fine. Yeah. And she's I do not like gonna that she, love that she's there. But right. she's like she's probably thinking, you know, we we've talked about how Edda kind of treats people how they treat her. Mm-hmm. So she's probably thinking, All right, I'll give her a shot. Yeah, Maybe If she, she really wants to make amends, if, if what's the big deal about her coming? Right. Exactly. So, um,
0: Then we get a quick over – basically, Alex shows up at iFairs with this flourless chocolate cake, and he's like, I know you're stressed with everything going on. You need to take Mm -hmm. 10 minutes for yourself. Don't you feel so much better? Mm -hmm. By the way, I came over the other night and asked you a question, and she basically is like, yes, I decided I'm going to do something for myself, so I'm going to come work with you two nights a week. The end. Yes. Um, So, So, Airdem gets this sugar semen's From. assistant shows up mm-hmm. i i just realized i wrote semen <laughs> so did i semen secretary <laughs> and she's like hey we found this sugar but you know sercon feels a certain way about him so you know don't tell anyone let everyone think that you found it because we don't want to upset sercon bay but you know mm. semen bay wanted to do this for edda and Semihahana and blah 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 and of course i yeah. just grateful that there's sugar so he's like great cool wonderful
1: yeah, so now they officially have their cone sugar. Yes. So we, it's time for the henna night and simultaneously the guys' night all mm-hmm. together. So they're all parking it at Serkan's house and or right? It's at the Bolat's though. It's yeah, not the, at Sir Khan's it's place. It's not at the apartment, but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I said, guys' night, and Erdem brought the wood. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I guess it's a tradition You're to, to burn have a, a fire. wood fire uh, in the groom's the house. Yeah. And then we get some funny conversation because Serkan's like, fine, I'll do it for Edda. And they're all like, oh, you'll do it for Eda?" huh? And then Serkan's like, oh, yeah, what about you? You just got hung by your feet by Pearl's dad. Yeah, And they all go after him. It was really funny. Well, and because it's even, I think it's Erdem who makes
0: a comment about, Like, yeah, you hung upside – like, you saw the world in a whole new way thanks to Pearl's dad. And then Zerkhan's like, hmm, maybe I like Erdem a little bit more than I Uh, thought.
1: uh So good. So we get lots of dancing. We switch over to the girls. They're all dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just celebrating. This was like, oh, this feels like a bad omen (laughs) because the girls, I think – It's Is it Melo? Yeah, about the darkness, the dark presence. Mm -hmm. She's like, from now on, nothing will cast a shadow on your happiness anymore. And they're talking about Balja being there, as and she's kind of a dark presence Mm -hmm. and a dark shadow. So I was like, okay, this is all Mm -hmm. seeming a little foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, and
0: then, like, you know, they sit down for a bit. They kind of – they end up doing some more dancing. We get a Mm -hmm. shot of the henchmen outside. Yeah. And – Um, Which at first I was like, "Um, Tahir, you're right outside the door. Is it not strange to you that there's these two men in, Hmm. like, an SUV just parked there?
1: Like. I don't know that I realized that Tahir was right there.
0: Yeah, he's, like, at the doorway. So that also begs the question of how did these men get in there and take Edda? Because you didn't drink any sherbet, bro. Like.
1: that. Okay. So I. mm. That's so interesting. I feel like
0: it's more of a plot hole than anything because I really don't feel like he would help participate in her kidnapping. So part of me feels like it's a plot hole or maybe they like – maybe they kind of know each other because he is the prince's men. These are the prince's men. So maybe they've interacted before. So it's not strange that – they would like still be around since he's got a relationship with Grandma. Like, but they would have
1: had to carry her out in front of Tahir. But yes, so, so that part is what doesn't
0: make sense. Is like maybe them being there initially or being around wasn't weird to you, but right, ha- like everyone else passed out, but not you. You weren't even in the henna night. So yeah,
1: maybe it's just a plot hole because then I because I'm thinking if it's not a plot hole, then that means that Semihai is in on this whole situation, right? Or Obviously at least Tahir the is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which doesn't make sense either, because he, like, loves Milo, and I don't think he would do anything to harm Edda. Right. And ruin his chances with yes. her. So, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. Anyways, I just had to point that out. So, yeah. we keep going back and forth between both the places, and it's like, it's kind of boring here. Isn't it part of the tradition to crash the night That's where all the fun is anyway. Shouldn't we go there? Right. Erdem's like, we'll all sing, and he starts singing the, <laughs> the Night
1: song. The, the, the turkose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he's like, "Don't worry, Sarkhan Bey. This song isn't against architecture, even though they say don't build houses." Uh-huh. <laughs> and oh then, my gosh, I was like, "That had this has to be a blooper laugh because Sarkhan, aka Karem, uh-huh. laughs, laughs, right laughs. <there>. yes, <laughs> right at the end of that scene."
0: What well, <laughs> I wonder if Erdem, or I wonder if that was Sarp who like made that comment. Maybe not, not Erdem, and it was <laughs> and just he couldn't control his laugh, huh? So. Then uh, Yuxek Tep Tepetere plays at the Hena Night, which is the song that Erdem was starting to sing. Mm. And the the lyrics are actually like sad. It's like this emotional song about this bride who just misses her family once she's been married off. It says, don't let them build a home in the high hills. Don't let them give girls as a bride to faraway countries. Don't let them disdain the mothers one and only. Let the flying bird sense this. I miss my mother, both my mother and my father, and my village. I wish my father had a horse so he could ride it to come to me. I wish my mother had a sail so she could set it to come to me. I wish my siblings knew my address so they could come see oh. me. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. It's sad. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because why wouldn't your siblings know your address? My sisters know my address and I'm married. (laughs) Sorry. It's probably a cultural thing that I'm (laughs) missing. I'm I'm like, I'm like reading all emotionally and Ashley
0: just starts bursting into laughter. This is just funny. I wish my siblings knew my address. (laughs) I'm
2: sorry. Very um, emotional. (laughs) (laughs)
0: anyways as this oh man you got my my contacts all cloudy again so anyways it's when i actually though when i was listening to the song in turkish as they're like doing this whole ceremony because you're sitting down i did get choked up i was like oh my gosh like you can just feel how emotional it is yes you can and i can only imagine how much more it is when it's an actual like it's not for a show like right right how much being at one of those Probably really is this very emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody's probably like Layla. Yeah. Yeah. So Peril's the one who winds up applying the henna and the gold coin to her hand because it's supposed uh-huh. to be somebody from the groom's side of the family in a happy marriage, mm-hmm. which obviously doesn't apply to Idon, Right. So um, then, okay, so when she goes to do that and Idon's like, okay, hurry back. And like, don't leave me here with these vultures, basically. Yeah. She starts to fan herself. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at it and like tosses it down, like ugh. yeah. So the actual translation that I got said, "Don't play, stay home." So I was like, "Is this a COVID times fan?" Like I don't understand. Well, I texted Miriam and asked her, and she was like, um, "She basically was like, no, it's <laughs> like basically saying, if you're if you're not gonna dance, stay home." like at the henna night like oh. and and there's this whole thing about people who stay home are the ones who never get married cuz they're never going to like meet so it's basically like okay. everyone has to be a part of henna night everyone should be participating in the joy of it happening like everybody should be up dancing so it actually was a saying applicable to henna night
1: okay um,
0: but that's funny yes it was like really funny so she said it's a word that the ones who aren't dancing should stay at home meaning everyone who came should dance Uh, but it's also a word play because the expression of someone who stayed home is what you would call someone who's never married okay so i was like okay so it's it wasn't like i thought it was like a like a stay home uh advertisement like telling people to like stay home because of covid that's why i was like did
1: they like slip that in there but no well, maybe that's why she ends up standing up and dancing with everybody after that scene. Because I noticed, I was like, oh, I done is dancing now. Uh-huh. And she's Cause like Because at first fun. she was, yeah, being kind of a, being the poop and the punch. Uh-huh. But then, then she changed her mind and ended up, ended up dancing with everybody. Yes. And do you notice in this next scene that Fifi totally has Balja's number down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because... She so Fifi goes in to f- kind of finish preparing and serving the punch for everybody and Balja follows and she's like, Oh, you're not out there with them? And Fifi's like, No, this this it's all super emotional and I I'm can't really handle mm-hmm. that. It's just too much too many emotions for me.
0: And
1: Very Balja. Fifi. <laughs> yes. And Balja's like, Yeah, I couldn't stand it either. And then Fifi looks at her, mm-hmm. and Bell is like, you know, so much emotion, and she kind of backtracks. So Fifi's like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. So then she ends up being like, well, if you're going to be here, then make yourself useful. And right. <laughs> and go bring the sherbet out to everybody. Uh-huh. So yeah, she totally sees right through her.
0: So I was like, okay, Fifi is going to be a part of putting this together real quick yep. next episode. And the fact that Erdem knows erdem does know where the sugar came from so he's he gonna it'll watch it be him and fifi as a team like putting it together and like that would be figuring out what happened yeah uh anyways so um sarakhan wants is like okay let's go crash henna night well ingin though is like okay but pearl's gonna freak out if things ha- happen randomly you know how she is like mm-hmm. when things don't go as they're planned so he's like let me call first he calls, she doesn't answer. Everybody else starts calling. There are people, nobody's answering. Jaren's not answering. Yeah. Fifi's not answering. Well, Ava
1: event- oh, does answer, but it's a really weird yep. call. because and so her voice is all like she sounds really sleepy mm-hmm. and she didn't really make any sense before the call got ended.
0: Well, and at this point, everyone's passed out except for her and Balja, but Ed as well on her way. She, like, passes out as she's on the phone with Serkan. Uh-huh. Balja's looking around like, what the heck is happening? Because before that, she and Layla shared a scene where Balja actually did come to get some of that sherbet bit because everyone was raving about it. Yes, but, but Layla's it was all gone. Yep. Layla's like, oh, we all drank it. And she's like, what are you talking about? There was an entire cauldron of it. And she's like, well, we loved it. Yeah. So it's, I think this was pointed out to show that she's not a part of it. Right. Um and but she just didn't get the chance to drink it. Now here's what pisses me off is that I'm like you could have grabbed the phone and been like Serkan Bay something weird is happening. Every single girl has passed out. You guys need to get down here. I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah. Honestly, the fa- the fact that she I I still don't know if I feel that she's fully not, not. complicit mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. I mean, she's at least complicit in not doing anything and pretending to be asleep while they Uh come in and take her. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, you're now an accessory to a kidnapping because you were awake and you witnessed the entire thing.
0: And you could have used your phone to dial anything. Serecon, the police. Like, there's a lot of things you could have done before those dudes walked in.
1: Yeah, but she just watched it all happen. She watched Edda struggle to answer the phone Uh and then very blearily just say, uh, something. Uh And then she passes out right in front of you. Yep. So I still am not fully (sighs) – I know it's supposed to look like she didn't have anything to do with it. But part Mm -hmm. of me was thinking, is that Valja's doing? That she is the one who – purposefully was like oh there's no more punch Layla uh, where mm-hmm. she's kind of uh, ridding herself of right the so she doesn't look guilty right like
0: yeah be- well and clearly she's going to try to pass it off as though she did have some because she looks passed out but clearly Layla's going to be like that's funny because you didn't have any of although they would have to know that it was the punch that did it they're not going to necessarily know right it was the punch
1: right Right away. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm I go back and forth. Yeah. With whether she's involved or not. Yeah. I but mean, even if she's not involved, she's at fault. She was No, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. She should have done something to yeah. help.
0: At the very least, like, um, all these women are passing out all at the same time. They were clearly drugged with something you should be very concerned.
1: How scary. I uh-huh. mean <laughs> she's just like, let me pretend to be asleep too and yeah. not call the authorities. <laughs>
0: So, uh, uh, yeah, well, the only thing that makes me think maybe she's not involved also, though, is she wouldn't have needed to pretend to be passed out then she could have been helping them load her in
1: the car. Exactly. Oh, so, that's true. That's true. If she was involved in helping them in this in some way. She wouldn't And then need to- she wouldn't have had to hi- um, kind of hide from Mm-mm. the kidnappers by Mm-mm. pretending to be asleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right.
0: So I really don't think she's complicit in this. I am not in any way Team Balja, as you know. But right. But I just don't think she had anything to do with this. Now, um, yeah. So they get her. They take her phone. They load her in the car. The end. Mm-hmm. So now here's the thing. In two days, the new episode airs. Mm-hmm. And... We know it's going to get solved right away because every single fragment has had Edda with everyone else awake and all this stuff. Now, some people are like, maybe this is this whole episode is her dream while she's kidnapped, like, and passed out. Like, maybe she dreams up this entire episode in her passed out, kidnapped state. Um, <laughs> you Guys, you should see Ashley's face right now. I'm just sharing I, other theories I've seen. This is not my theory.
1: Th- if that, oh, my gosh. I cannot express the rage <laughs> <laughs> that would come over me if something, I, I I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. That's, that's crazy. That's mm-hmm. crazy. If they well, did that
0: to us. And it's also a waste of an entire episode. So, yeah, I'm, I really am not down that, that route because yeah. it literally would be an entire waste because it wouldn't move the plot anywhere because none of that would have been
1: real. Right.
0: So, moving that theory aside, I did think it was a, I was like, oh, well, that's a, tr- I mean, like, it's a legit theory because she yeah. is passed out the last we see her. And it is kind of strange that everything seems to be pretty fine right from the get go. Right. Um, but you also can't trust Fragments, so we have no idea no. how long it's going to take before she's back in there um, in the safety of, you know, uh, her home, all that yeah. stuff. So my thing is like, okay, I think everything that happens is real. I think the kidnapping thing gets resolved fairly quickly. It was just meant to more be a scary thing for us at the end of this week, but I think they're going to put it together and get her back fairly quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially if the Tahir thing wasn't a – um. A plot hole and they, like, knock him out on their way in or something. And he's like, mm. well, these dudes, Prince Saman's dudes, like, knocked me out on their way in. And then all of yeah. a sudden, Edda
1: disappeared. Like, I just or think there's – Balja a- has a crisis of conscience and she decides right. to be like, I'm awake. Let me call the police. <laughs> yes. As soon as they leave. And she, like, calls right away.
0: Right. And they don't get very far or whatever. Either way, I think it's going to be solved fairly soon into the episode. Yeah. So I do think the whole episode happening is real. Mm-hmm. However – Guys, this is not me being a hater. This is me being logical. Three happy fragments means that something terrible is waiting for us at the end of the
1: episode. Let me tell you, that third fragment has me shaking and Uh clicking in my boots. Yep. Because he's talking about if I – lived a thousand lives i would fall in love with you every time mm-hmm. and he's like i'll be right back just like,
0: like <laughs> just like well he's like before you know it like close your eyes and then i'll be here and who wait who else said that i, I believe it was such I, I believe I it was apollo who told the girl to wait for him and then never showed back up ever yeah. and she died sad waiting for him mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yeah yeah she died waiting. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't think it's gonna be quite that bad, but um
1: yeah. Him yeah. being like it's total just, T it's total TBS traumatic bo- and, yes, syndrome. Yes it is. Yes it is because I can't tr- I don't trust it. I don't trust Mm-mm. any of it. I'm nope. like it's gonna be a horrible end to that episode. I guarantee it. I would bet my entire paycheck on it. Mm-hmm. I just I don't trust it. Nope. And
0: I think we're going to get beautiful Ed Ser moments. I think we're going to see them just like we did this week, all in love and just, you know, united and together and, like, ready to face life together. But that's then going to get tested. Like, and, then it's going to get
1: tested. And I'm fine with it being tested. As it should. But I, I just – I have such trauma – Mm-hmm. that I'm like really scared.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I get it. I really do. I'm and really I know, scared
0: and listen, you guys, if you've listened <laughs> to this podcast for like even a tiny bit of time, like we are the queens of positivity. Like, oh, hey, the, like we're super optimistic. Like there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There, th- this is, there's something that this is headed to. Like you know, you know how much I love angst. You do mm-hmm. like, so I am not against having some angst thrown their way for them no, to have not to face. At all. Like, I
1: welcome angst. I yeah. love angst. I love the I payoff of my angst. I went my whole soapbox about how you need conflict and yes. to move a story forward. Absolutely. Yes. So We're I am perfectly willing to accept angst and conflict and troublesome times. Yes, I agree.
0: I just um, I just am scared of what these ones entail because here's the thing. Yeah, I will be. You, this is not going to be news to anyone. I trust Aisha angst. And I know mm-hmm. not everybody agrees with that. I And that's right. okay. No, you guys don't have to love Aisha the way we love Aisha. Yeah. Um, But I think it's pretty clear that we're, this is an Aisha standing podcast. Like, yeah, we love her storytelling. We love her slow burn. We love her symbolism. We love all of that. So, yeah. So for me, it is harder, not because I, it's nothing personally against these other writers. Sure but like they they aren't Aisha so i'm like
1: Ugh, where are you going with this like um, and and i th- i think that's the root of it we just are not familiar with them mm-hmm. we are not familiar with their style with their shows and so because of that it's very much like oh this is our precious baby and we're giving it to these people that we mm-hmm. don't know to take care of mm-hmm. so we just don't know what to expect right and because of what that, because of how that has happened, how that has uh, affected other DZs? Yes, that we have covered in the past. Uh-huh. And some decisions were made in previous DZs that we've covered in the past uh-huh. that have kind of traumatized us. So mm-hmm. the whole writer switch leaves us feeling very vulnerable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I think that's the crux of it. We're both feeling pretty vulnerable with with all of this. Yes. Yeah.
0: Now, to bring in that, you know, positive note, though, here's the thing. No matter what, no matter how much longer we have on this show, whether we've got five episodes, 15 episodes, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, like Ed Sarah's endgame, you guys. So, Oh, totally. We will get our ATA. We will get them – Together, we will get them facing life together. We will get them reuniting if there is, in fact, something that's going to prevent something happy next episode. Sure. Um, My hope was, like, okay, if you're going to throw, you know, a wrench in this, which I get it, you have to for drama and for something for them to work through and for plot Mm -hmm. and all that, it would be refreshing if they would allow them to actually get married and then something happens. That would be so lovely. Like, because – you know, if something bad happens, like and you're newly married, like there's still a lot to sift through there. Like Oh yeah. Um uh, so you know, you you could allow them to actually get married huh, and then be like, okay, first test of your marriage, here it is. Like and then whatever it is, whether it's an illness, whether yes. it's a whether it's an accident, whether, mm-hmm. you know because I love whether it's them losing everything because right. of Baba Ane and yes. now they're suddenly poor. Yes. Yeah here for it. And I love me a bedside vigil. So I am not against sure. like one of their lives being threatened. Um right. And the other, preferably Serkan's life and preferably Edda at his bedside being like, right. remember when you needed me to be your breath? I'm going to be your breath right now. Please come back to me. You know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Like totally down for all of that. I, I just... Yeah, like I just have a – I have a preference and if Aisha were throwing this wrench, I'd be like, okay, she's headed somewhere with this. Right. Like because this is her story that she started. And on the flip side of that, if these writers were the writers from the very Mm get-go, then I would put – I would be like, okay, well, this is their story. They're headed somewhere with this. Right. They obviously
1: know where this is going. Yes. Yes.
0: So it's yeah. just the fact that it would not matter what writers these are, I would still be apprehensive yep. about where it's headed just because anyone having to come in and take over in the middle of a story that they were not a part of. Yeah. Um, is is just gonna be a challenge and finding their footing. Like, and we mm-hmm. saw that in like twenty two and twenty three, um, mm-hmm. and even twenty five, you know, before they seem to really find like
1: what their footing is.
0: Yep. Um so,
1: yeah. yeah. I, sometimes it feels like people should tell DZ writers, like, you know, there's still problems after people get married, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: some Yeah. Like, some like- might even argue that there are more. <laughs> right. So, you know, you yeah. could. Well, and, like, Miriam was telling me the, um probably my next DZ I'm going to, like, watch mm-hmm. after I finish Sheriff um, Meselassi is going to be Hayat um, Sharkasa. Oh, uh-huh. And… They're married in the very first episode, and then it's like this whole thing of them going through stuff for you know sixty some odd episodes. Okay, so I was like, "That's cool." Like, yeah. they're an already married couple who then has to face all this stuff. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, if if someone could make an entire DZ off of that, like, yes, you you can make some episodes off yep. of it. Like, you know, just. Yeah. Because I here's the thing, everyone's so happy. Like Ed and Serkan Connor, like the whole Twitter is like Ed and well, it's like split. You have the the side that's like Ed and Serkan Connor getting married, everything's gonna be wonderful. We're getting our we're getting our happiness. The writers won't do this to us, and I'm like, oh, are you
1: new here? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels like,
0: and then you've got the other half who's like horrible things are coming the storm clouds have arrived like it's too happy i don't trust. they it. said like, one nice thing it's uh-huh. all going yeah. straight to hell <laughs> exactly but here's the thing no matter whether one extreme side is right whether it's something in the middle of both of those extremes again ed sarah's end game they're gonna yeah. wind up together so either way they're going to find their way back to each other yeah if if things go awry like we think they will um <sighs> So, you know, I just, I'm calibrating my expectations and holding on to that. So, mm-hmm. and even if they do go some routes that other shows have gone, I would like to think because these are not the same writers that did those shows that they will do it differently. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways. And whatever
1: happens, we'll be here covering it and for that's you. That's
0: right. No <laughs> matter, you guys, we are here for the long haul. We are 27 episodes in. We're not going anywhere now. Yep. Even though I'm almost positive at one point in an episode, I'm pretty sure I said I don't know if I said it in an episode or in a text to you. But what? I'm that I'm pretty sure I said if if anyone ever goes the amnesia route in this show, I'm done watching it. But
1: Well, they haven't gone the amnesia route. And they haven't. That's
0: just one of the – yeah, that's just one of the big theories floating around on Twitter. Right, right. So when people started tweeting that yesterday and today, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to eat my words because – you know, I'm not going to stop watching the show for anything. Right. Like I'm here. <laughs> I'm not leaving our babies. Yeah. Like nothing will get me to. spend been too long. Yeah. Can't, like can't let go now. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I can't remember if I said that in an episode or if I just said that to Ashley, but mm. I feel like I said it in an episode. Well, now um, they know. But now they edit know. This out. <laughs> uh-huh. nah, I'm too lazy. I already have too much editing to do from the beginning. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we're here for it, you guys. We will all get through this together because I even tweeted something today because, like I said, there's been very extreme reactions and I've been a part of those too. I, you know, I'll be like, oh my gosh, this horrible thing's going to happen. But then I'm like, but no matter what, Ed Sare's endgame. Like, I've been on both sides of it. So I basically was like, listen, you guys, like, no matter, no matter how we feel about the plot, about certain characters, about writing, whatever, no matter where we land on those spectrums. We're all here for Edzer. We're all here because of the incredible chemistry between Hyundai and Karem. Like, yep. and w- and we're not going to lose that. Like, we're not going to lose Edzer. Yeah. We're not going to lose Hyundai and Karem. So, no matter what, we're all in this together. We're all on this ride together for however long we get to stay on it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good happy-ish note to end on. So yeah. Um, we'll just be ready to embrace and endure and live through whatever whatever comes our way (laughs) yes we will and then I have to keep also reminding myself like Kristen this is not real life Kristen this is not real life this is not real life this is a fictional show this is is a
1: fictional show (laughs) fully fictional (laughs) that
0: we are way too emotionally invested in but I make no apologies for that so anyways uh yeah so i think that's it thank you guys for uh sticking around with us and going through this episode with us as every week so thank you for being here welcome again to all of you who are new and just found us um hope you enjoyed this episode and we will be back next week to uh break down whatever comes our way uh yeah, because there's a lot of things that could happen and a lot of things that could not happen. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be here to go through all of it with you. So, um, that's it. And until next time, reader shadows, host a call.